Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf. Happy to be back on another beautiful Friday evening. I've had an awesome time this week. Beat Ghost of Tsushima, which was really fun. Highly recommend. Also had a great time this week playing some co-op with Ben from work, learning some OTK Demon Hunter, which is really hard. And Schmoopy Daddy playing some King Bane Rogue. Um, I lost a lot, but I also had a lot of fun. Um, hey, joining me tonight, as always, two of my favorite people. Michael, what's up? How you been, dude? Hey. Hey, I'm doing great. How you doing? This week's been pretty cool. Uh, setting up some... Uh listener series action uh we had a couple of matches this week um i'll be hopping more into that later on and uh, i'm really excited for this show i'm really excited that um we get to kick off uh, our black history month with a very special guest tonight uh this whole month's gonna be great but uh, i'm excited for it it's been a great week um, absolutely I'm great I just, how are you feeling i'm feeling really good i'm stoked for this month too uh i think it's really cool what we're doing and i'm stoked for our guest tonight as well for me, this week, uh, I'm really just happy about the ladder, just getting all reset, new season in. So I've been just ranking up evenly across the servers and just taking my time, having some fun. I actually had a crazy win streak yesterday. I went 13-2 and two when Dude. I played, so I played 15 games, only lost two. So that was pretty cool. So can't complain about that. Other than that, I've been messing around with my VR thing. I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons. It's really sweet. Just like you are in the X-wing, right? Like flying around and doing all the missions. Like it's it's nuts. I love that. But uh, yeah, just stoked for the show tonight. Uh, yeah, feeling? so I I'm really excited tonight, guys. Our special guest uh, joining us tonight: Hearthstone player, gamer, streamer, Twitch affiliate, cybersecurity expert. Welcome to the show, Breadstick Games. Thank you, guys. Thank you for welcoming me aboard. Uh, and I'll do what I always do when somebody says that. I'm not an expert. <laughs> You're an <laughs> expert compared to us. That's for sure. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that arrogant. So, um, no, But that is never. that is my day-to-day job. Um, thank you for having me on today. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Um, and Hearthstone Legend. Hearthstone Legend. Yeah, yeah. Multi-Legend. Yeah. A couple mm-hmm. times. A couple oh, yeah. times. So ho- hopefully I can get back there this month. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I've you know been a been a you know a watcher of you guys' show, like as many people out there have been. So it's always a pleasure to you know be a part of something that you you partake of. Awesome, I appreciate that. It's good to hear it. Hey, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Breadstick Games? What is your origin story? Where do you where do you come from? And and tell us about yourself as much as or as little as you as you feel like sharing. But uh, help us get to know you a little better. Well, the, the funny thing is how I ended up streaming and on Twitter wasn't because I had a goal to be a streamer uh, for myself. A young lady who uh, I'm connected with via another game that I enjoy uh, called Brawl Stars, uh, which is a uh, Supercell game, came out about two years ago. And, you know, I happened to bump into her while she was playing and she was streaming. And so I ended up going to her stream because, you know, we played a game and I did well. And so she invited me back in and we played some more games. And then so I ended up uh, becoming associated with her. 
and becoming a part of her trying to build various uh, kind of esports organizations. She had her own Discord servers. I modded for her on, Twi on Twitch. And that's what got me started. And so as she started to get more into the social media aspects, you know, to hype up her organizations and the things that she was doing, I had to create a Twitter account, which I, I didn't have one at the time. <laughs> so my Twitter <laughs> account is literally, yeah, it's, it's literally <laughs> only a couple years old. And so that's how I got into it. And so, you know, you know, she unfortunately kind of, you know, bounced back and forth between different organizations and different things that she was trying to do. And so, you know, be in and out helping her at various points in time. But then I kind of my Twitter kind of took a personality of its own and I just started kind of building it up and building it up. And um, now uh, I just crossed uh, the 300 follower mark, um, I think, last month. Nice. So, Congrats. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. So now, you know, we just crossed that that mark. And, you know, I, you know, I, I post a lot of stuff from various different games that I like to play, but also do a lot of kind of social um, work there um, where, you know, I, I yes. retweet various uh, social issues, uh, people, you know, trying to get donations for different causes. Um, I try to do my own charity streams when I can. Um, so, you know, I, I try to use the platform of gaming as a way uh, to connect to other people and other organizations and, and other, you know, groups out there, other communities, because, you know, when you're out there and people can see, see you, so to speak, it's an opportunity to connect and do more. So, um, I really do pride myself on trying to do that as much as I can. I like that That's philosophy. Really nice. I, I think you kind of touched on something and I know, you know, we got feedback that people don't like talking about politics, but I think that when we have a platform, it sort of obligates you in some regards to like you talk about important things. I don't know, like yeah, if you totally if you agree. have a platform yep. and you don't use it, then aren't you part of the problem? I mean, yes. I don't know. Yeah, I, and, I, and, and, yeah, and and I you know I I fully understand um, because there are a lot of people out there, other gamers that you know I'm connected with. You know, I don't want to use anybody's name because I don't want to make it seem like I'm targeting them or anything like that. Because you know how people take things out of context at times. But you know, I've I've spoken with uh other you know streamers other people in the game community and they don't they don't want to use their uh accounts to have you know political or social oriented stuff on it and i understand that i get it like you know completely understand it but they also appreciate that mine is there and so they're able to kind of graft off and see what i'm doing and use that as an opportunity to kind of stay informed or stay connected to things or contribute yeah. or do certain things. So, you know, I've, I've contemplated um, kind of splitting that off. Like I started another Twitter and I've contemplated kind of splitting that off and putting the more political and social oriented things on that Twitter. But at the same time, some people have told me over the course of the last year, like part of the reason why they like following me is for the takes. <laughs> so you know so it's like if mm -hmm. i split that off you know i'm kind of yeah. cleaving off part of my own personality and part of what makes you know the breadsticks games you know twitter account what it is so there's also something to be said for doing what you want to do too right so you can't always let other people dictate what what you want to do so if it's something that you enjoy so be it yeah yeah exactly and 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 that's the, that and that's the kind of the thing like with with anything that you endeavor to do is really kind of getting the joy out of it, you know, for the amount of energy and time and effort that you put into it, right? Yeah. Uh, because why else? Why else do it? You know, we we were talking before before the show started about you know kind of about my background and how you know I got into IT about six years ago, and you know I can remember you know moving down here to Maryland where I'm at, and our apartment was like 
empty, <laughs> practically empty. We didn't come with too many things with us. You could mm -hmm. talk and you could hear the echoes in the apartment. Uh, and it took a few years. You know, my first job, I was working 12 hour shifts, you know, uh, in a security operations mm -hmm. center. And, you know, and it's just like not seeing your kids that often and putting all this time and effort and you come home and you're like, geez, I wish I had <laughs> some more furniture. I wish my apartment wasn't so barren. Um, a lazy boy know. would be great about, great about now. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know, and, yeah. And but, you know, it was it was sacrifices because unfortunately where we lived at the time before we moved, the schools were not that great and the area was 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 dangerous. It was kind of violent. And, you know, when I was a kid, my, my parents had did something similar. We lived in a similar environment. And when I was almost I was about 11 and a half, almost 12, they moved. Um, and it was to try to create a better opportunity for myself and my younger brother. And the economic collapse of 2008 did a number on a lot of people. And it made it hard to, to, to find opportunities. So, you know, coming into, you know, 2013, 2014, I, like many other people, was still suffering, still trying to find opportunities. I had my, you know, I graduated college. I got my bachelor's degree at the age of 33 years old. You know, it wasn't like I got out of high school, went straight to college. Everything was good. Like mm -hmm. that didn't happen. I, you know, I had the long road to grandma's house and then the collapse <laughs> happened in 2008. And it's like, geez, <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you do? Uh, you know, uh, for reference, you guys talk about the games I play. Like I, I, I came up in, in games playing Magic the Gathering back in the early 90s, um, all the way through about 2010, where things got bad and I had to sell some of my collection uh, that I accumulated oh, over time because things were just so bad. Um, yeah, that's and, a shame. Yeah. How, and you I, said, sorry to interrupt, you said early 90s. So you're like OG Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, mm -hmm. I started uh, right around the time they had just stopped printing revised for you guys it used to be called third edition and then going into fourth edition fallen empire so on and so forth and then i went into the navy in my early 20s and i was stationed in, in pensacola florida for my first technical school to learn my first job which was in aviation electronics ended up switching out of that uh before i got too far into it but at the time uh revised dual lands for you guys who are familiar with magic the gathering we're still going for like 12 bucks a piece and i scooped up like every one that i could i because i was down there without my wife at the time who i just got married i think i spent like something like 600 dollars worth on magic cards <laughs> while I, you know, I was oh down there God, because because i didn't have kids right yeah. and i had money to burn and and i was down there for like i was yep. like i was down there for like six months and i burned like 600 dollars on cards and you know, she was like flipping out. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I've been waiting my entire teenage life to get my hands on these cards. Now I got the money. <laughs> now I got the money. And I said, now after, got going, the money. Yeah. after going through two months of boot That's camp, hilarious. I deserve something. That's <laughs> so, hilarious. You just tell you it's know, an investment. It's an investment. Trust well, me. <laughs> well, you know what? And, and that's what you say right there ended up being true because then in 2010, things got bad and I sold, you know, a big chunk of those those revised dual lands at the time to get money you know to pay for things and you know it, it it was it was hard because for me you know playing games like hearthstone and magic it's it's not about the value of the things right it really is about the enjoyment of playing the game yeah and you know accumulating a collection 
And like, this is why I will never dust my, my wild cards. Right. Because yeah. for me, the essence of, I have this collection, I have these cards, I can go back and play these different decks. I can, you know, make these crazy, uh, you know, things and do all these weird things, you know, and people don't understand kind of, it's more than just the nostalgia. It's, it's, it's like, it's a whole totality of that. And so that's why I was so disappointed to kind of segue into that with wizards kind of like, Eh, wild is there but you know like no you need to breathe life into this you need to support this you know this is something that is going to always bring people joy it's always going to be there you know and if you show the players that you're you're putting your back behind it they'll come play you yeah. know yeah come play straight facts yeah you know mm-hmm. so you know and I, I i'm still sitting on thousands and thousands of magic cards I, I haven't sold the rest of my stuff um unfortunately enough now you know financially speaking i'm not, i'm not struggling and you know <laughs> you know i don't have to go sell the rest of my cards but that kind of thing you know the connection that you have with your games you know with your collections it's more than money and yeah and a lot of people don't understand that yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been scrolling through the forums on HearthPone or a site like that, like out of cards, where there's somebody who goes, should I dust all my cards at rotation? And then people are like, yeah, yeah, sure, do it, do it. And I'm in there going, no, no, don't do no, it. Don't like, do crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah, no. Like, it, it, makes, it makes no sense because particularly for something like Hearthstone, unlike Magic, where your 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 accumulation is connected to your time, your time investment. Mm-hmm. You've literally put time into collecting these things. So why would you just flush your time down the drain? Yeah, you now have no evidence that you ever did anything because it's gone. You know. Yeah. There's a word. There's a Greek word uh, that I learned many years ago. I don't remember what class it was in. It might have been in. Uh, you know, maybe a modern history class or, or, you know, no, actually, yeah, it was, it was like ancient history class or something when I took in college. And the word is kleos, uh, K-L-E-O-S. And the word kleos basically means kind of renowned or the stories that are told about you from the deeds that you've done, right? From the things that you've accumulated during your lifetime or after you're gone. And the warriors in ancient Greece, that's what they wanted to achieve. They wanted to achieve Kleos, right? And for me, you know, I try to do that not only in my life, but when I look at my Hearthstone collection, it, it's, it's Kleos, you know? It is this renown. It is this thing that I have collected and achieved over time. It is stories that are told that I look at and say, oh, I remember when that was in that deck. I remember when that was in that deck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. you know, remember when Reno Priest was a big thing. <laughs> oh, remember oh, Weapon Rogue, or you know, and and so you know, there's a lot there to it. That's some wisdom right there, and I think one of the things that you said that really kind of struck a chord with me is, uh, like I I don't you know, of course I don't dust wild cards, but um, a lot of times I'll associate different cards with you know, like a memory or a story or. I remember when Black Rock Mountain came out, where I was living and what my situation was at the time and how it got me through some rough stuff, you know, and now we've come a long way from then. But when I look back at certain cards or old decks, like there's a lot associated there. And so it would be painful to get rid of some of this stuff, not only as like a collector, but also as like there's a lot of memories there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and the the funny thing about human memory, like for instance, if you catch a smell of an apple pie, right, it might remind you that your grandma mm. did something at some time in the past, and you're like, oh man, I remember that, and and that 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 feeling that you get from that is not only yeah. is comforting, but it's a sense of joy. There's something mm-hmm. positive connected to it. You know, why would you want to throw that away? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get choked up tonight, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm loving this right here. Crafting a a card that you absolutely love that's won you so many games that's got you to that new goal. You crafted in gold, right? It's like, you know, Lotheb got me there, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I love Lotheb, by the way. I I, I remember when he came out. That was a fun card, uh, and it still mm. is. I, I kind of wish he was. I wish he was uh, permanently uh, in the classic set. To be honest with you, because I, I enjoyed that Who card knows? so much. <laughs> they did. They did say that they were bringing back old cards. Hey, we'll so, see. I, you know, I would love to see Lothab. <laughs> hey, um, I want to jump in here um, before the uh, interview gets done. I want to uh, ask Sticks a question. When you were in the Navy, were there other people that enjoyed playing video games? Maybe the case oh, yeah. oh. you do. Did you, did Military, you talk about it? Yeah, when yeah. I so I went in February of two thousand one. So I went in just before well, not just before, many, many months before uh the unfortunate events of September eleventh. And so, you know, I I got to thinking like, man, I'm just gonna be the only nerdy guy or, you know, geek who who plays magic and you know, I'm not gonna run into anybody else, you know, because this is such a niche, you know, thing. And sure enough, like my my entire career in, I was in for three and a half years before I got out. I ran into people at different duty stations at different places that were like Warhammer 40k people, <laughs> Magic yep. the Gathering people, okay. you know, video game heads, you know, and you just be surprised mm. at kind of the undercurrent of of people who are into those things and happen to be in the military. So, you know, I, I, you know, game playing, you know, for me is more universal than people realize, you know, we, we may have a lot of differences and a lot of respects as human beings, but games are one way that you can kind of bring people together. Like think about going back to being a kid right in the schoolyard and we all playing freeze tag or hide and seek or, you know, kickball, kickball, like you might not like the other kid, but if it comes down to him being on your team or her being on your team, or they mm. being on your team, yeah. you're rooting for them. Like, yo, yeah. I need you to score. Like, we gotta <laughs> <Yeah>. win. <laughs> yo, I'll go back to disliking you after we win this game. <laughs> like during recess, yo, we bros, but in math class, I can't stand you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and and I've always been a competitive guy because my, you know, like I said, where I grew up was was not, you know, not the nicest city until we moved. So my my parents. You know, they bust their humps to, to put me in parochial school. And I went there until fifth grade until we moved. And something that me and the other boys used to do at the time, like we would have races at recess and we would line up and run. And mind you, we're in like, you know, navy blue pants and like button up shirts, you know, because <laughs> yep. it's parochial school. But like if it was time to race, it was get on the line. Let's go. And, and, you know, we'd play wall ball and, and everything was competitive. So, it, it, you know, I've always been a, a competitive person. So, you know, Magic, you know, originally was just, you know, and even Hearthstone were originally just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to play these as fun as fantasy. I like it. But if you're a competitive person, that's not going to last long, right? Eventually, yes. 
you're going to get pulled into this. I need to be better. I need to figure out more things. I need to, Mm -hmm. I need to face off against the toughest opponents. I need to figure out how to create things that other people can't, you know, that drive, you know, I ran track, I wrestled, I used to play pickup basketball. Like I've just, my whole life has been competitive. That that's always going to pull you in. Like it's always going to pull you in. There's no way I can't do anything. Like if we went outside and we were walking and all of a sudden it seemed like you were walking faster than me, I'd start speeding up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Oh, you, Oh, it's a race now. Let's go. You know? So, you know, that is at the heart of it. But I also want to stress because a lot of people, for you guys who played magic out there, you know, watching or you people uh, on, on the call, I also want to stress that. Being competitive and enjoying competitiveness doesn't mean being a jerk, right? Yes. Yeah. I could say, uh, and shout out to Storm Fever if he happens to be watching. Um, there was a question on Twitter about, well, what's fun for you, you know, in Hearthstone? And he said winning. And I wholeheartedly agree <laughs> with that. Like, winning, like, don't get me wrong. I can lose and not necessarily be unhappy. But losing is not fun. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. Losing is not fun. Losing is the antithesis of fun. Winning is fun. Winning is always going to be fun. Hey, I don't yeah, care how you win. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how you win. Winning is yeah. going to be fun. Losing is well, not fun. fun. You know, <laughs> but but you have to know how to go about being a graceful loser, being able to learn from your losses, and, and, and being humble and being able to say, all right, you know what? I lost that match. Why did I lose? Was it something that I just couldn't do anything about? Or is there something that... I could improve upon to make myself better so that the next time that doesn't happen. Or was it a combination of both? Because sometimes the cards just don't go your way and you lose. Like, let, mm-hmm. let's be clear. Especially with a game like Hearthstone, which the variance mm. is even worse than Magic. Um, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. And you'll lose. Right. And then other times, and, and I learned this coming up playing competitive Magic, and you guys are going to have, um, you know, pizza on in a few weeks, uh, who he and I have a background because we met playing magic the gathering and, oh, cool. yeah and so i go way back with him like probably more than a decade now at this point since i've known him and you know one thing that you learn in competitive magic is you always need to blame yourself first before you blame anything else mm. you know so when i lose a game of hearthstone Ooh, the first heavy. thing the first thing i'm doing is what did i do wrong is there anything mm. that i could have done to wow. improve my chances of winning that game now, if you're someone who maybe has low self-esteem or low confidence, you got to be very careful with that mindset because you can you can trash yourself unnecessarily. And you need to be able to draw a line between, okay, there's something that I could have done better, but that doesn't necessarily make me a bad player or a bad person. This isn't an, a referendum on my character. You know, there's a very thin line there that you have to be careful not to cross. Um, and with Hearthstone in particular, it's sometimes very difficult to tell the difference between where you screwed up and where variance just got you. There, there are yeah. a lot of cases like that where you're like, was it me or did, or was there nothing I could really do? And sometimes it's hard to, you know, kind of dissect that. Um, but, you know, that was the first thing I learned in Magic when I started being competitive is what did I do wrong? Look for ways in which I could have changed that turn. I could have changed that play or that sequence of plays to where I could have come out the victor instead of the loser. And I really like that. I, yeah. I think that's very important because you can, it's very easy for you to say this game is stupid. It's that was all RNG. 
There's nothing you, know? you can do about it without going back and looking like, oh, okay, well, you know, I didn't play around those secrets right. I should have did this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, or and, I could have done that. And that's sometimes good, that's due to yeah. inexperience. Yeah. You know, like if you're a new player, you know, I don't expect you to know what I know having played collectible card games for the last like 20 something years. Yeah. Hell, there are people who have been playing less time than me and they have just a certain skill set to see things that I don't. But, you know, if, you know, if you're new or you're not someone who is used to playing competitive or reading up on how to do things, you know, you got to kind of be a little bit easy on yourself. But like you said, you have to take you have to take that responsibility to say, all right, I lost that match. Why did I lose? What happened? And just start kind of going backwards and tracing your steps. And, oh, wait a minute. You know, that secret got played because. I played this card, so my opponent did this in reaction. If I would have done this instead, this mm-hmm. would have changed the course of events. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, taking the onus on yourself is is hard because nobody wants to be wrong, right? Nobody wants to say, I screwed up, right? Okay. It's just like people have a hard time saying, I'm sorry, because saying I'm sorry <laughs> is admitting that you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, so, that's 100% true. So, so taking responsibility for how you played is admitting that you're wrong. And I'm going to point this out, and I'm pretty sure you guys will conf- confirm this. When it comes to games like Hearthstone, Magic Gathering, Chess, you're oftentimes dealing with people who are fairly intelligent people. And they're going to be somewhat, a lot of them going to be a little bit arrogant. Right, <laughs> just a and little yes. bit. <laughs> yes, just a little, bit. Just, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit, right? And, and by just a little, little bit, bit, I mean a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. But so, with that kind of person, with that kind of personality, how apt are you to admit that you were wrong or you did something wrong? Right. So now you're talking about a whole another level of skill and play to be able to step back and say, "All right, I screwed up." Yeah, I well, got to do better next time. Something that I've heard blister guys say many times is, hey, you got to respect your opponent. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's really some truth to that. And mm. uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying. So especially yeah. now the way the ladder works, right? Like you're supposed to be playing. A, like you're not stomping on somebody who hasn't played the game yeah. before. You're matched yeah. up against somebody with the same star bonus as you. Yeah, and it, it makes things more difficult, and you have to be more humble. Um, you know, I, I, I did martial arts at various points in time in my life, and, you know, it kind of connects to, you know, to playing games. It no, never underestimate your opponent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce, Lee, yeah. Bruce Lee was a big fan of saying that, um, and I'm, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. The minute you think you know everything is when you've screwed up. Because mm-hmm. now you've you've closed yourself off from ever intaking any new information. Yeah. And you know, and so you always have to be aware of where you are and saying, Okay, from a skill perspective, this is where I'm at and this is where I wanna get. You know. That's why like I respect, you know, somebody like Pizza because he's always trying to still get better. Right? Yes. I mean th- th- this guy, like I said, <laughs> People don't know because, like I said, I played Magic. You know, I seen him coming up. People just don't understand how skilled he really is. Like, <laughs> you know, he he just chills and he streams and everything. But this is a guy who, if he wanted to com- compete on the Masters Tour, he'd be crushing it. Oh, that's um, awesome! You know, yeah. like he's just that good. And you know, I remember actually one time he and I were at a tournament, and um, you know, we ended up having to play each other. 
And so, you know, it wasn't going that, that well for me that day. And, you know, in, in magic, it's, it's kind of understood that sometimes you just you take it on the chin and you take the concession because somebody else has a better shot than you that day. And, you know, so I was like, you know, we came in, we played like I think we played one one out of the best of three. And it was just like, dude, I ain't got it today. So I, I'm just going to concede and, you know, you go crush it in top eight. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you respect your opponents, you respect their skill, you respect, you know, where they are that day and where you are that day. And if you just don't have it, you don't have it, you know, yeah. um, you know, but yeah, he, he's he's a good dude, man. He's just he's really skilled. And, you know, I was surprised when I first got onto Twitch a few years ago and I just randomly found him and I'm like, oh, snap, like <laughs> I didn't know you were on here. That's so. kind of funny running into somebody randomly that you know it like from real life experiences and then suddenly you see them on the internet that's kind of neat yeah well <laughs> there's one of my friends who i played magic with as well he uh he plays one of those marvel games and like like five months ago i just randomly was on twitch and i run into him on here and i'm like dude like <laughs> i didn't know you were on here um, so, you know, like Twitch is is really funny that way. You know, yeah. It can, you just... I, I I ran into actually. There's a guy that I work with that I found out streams. Wow, and yeah. I went into his channel and he had oh, a whole snap. bunch of people in, and everybody knows who he is and everything. And I didn't know, so I, I actually went into <laughs> his channel cool. and I started trolling him. I was asking him really stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know me by Hydralisk. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh. Hey, I got uh, I got one final question for you, if you if you don't yeah, mind, before yeah. we switch over. No, to no, the news. no. Go ahead. So this is something that we ask all of the guests, and and a lot of times there's kind of a fun story behind it. Where does the name Breadstick Games come from? Is there a story behind it? Yeah, actually, well, it, and it's connected to pizza. Funny enough, um, pizza and breadsticks. There you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about this. Yeah. Are you so, serious? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was um, when I when I first started playing. Hearthstone, I wasn't really taking the game that seriously because I just thought like I heard about the game and I was just like, ah, man, like I play magic like this ain't this ain't and this ain't serious. Like, just get this out of here, you know, and, and in that respect, I wasn't respecting my opponent. Right. I wasn't respecting this new game. And now I wouldn't give it up for anything because I really enjoy the game. And, you know, I see it as a compliment to other CCGs. Um, you know, it has its similarities to Magic, but it has its differences as well. So what happened was I, I got into the game and I'm like, I need a username. Like, I don't even know what to call myself. Like, like people coming up with all these cool usernames and everything. And I saw that he was playing and I'm like, I'm like, oh, pizza, like, that's really cool. And I'm like, I eat bread a lot and I like breadsticks. So, like, this is going to be it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> But originally... That wasn't my name on Hearthstone. Um, my name was Chaos uh, because some cousins of my <laughs> some cousins of mine um, got to calling me Chaos because you know I just like to make a lot of jokes and and you know whatever like, like that. And so they got to just calling me that kind of in jest. And so that was what I was using for a lot of my screen names for different games. But then I was like, you know, I had all these disparate names and I'm like, well, I need to unify this stuff. So I was like, this got to be like the one ring. Right. I have to bring it all together, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And so I was like, all right, breadsticks works. And so I went about going through different game profiles and changing it over, uh, you know, to breadsticks on these on these various uh, platforms in these different games. So 
that's that's kind of how that happened so the inspiration was originally was pizza because he he was playing the game before me um i wasn't playing it initially that's genius <laughs> man i like that all right let's transition a little bit mike we got some we got some news to talk about but before we get into main hearthstone news we want to talk about some in-house news so uh what do we got for uh folks in terms of our listener series yeah i just want to say real quick uh breast six that's a cool story as long as i've known you talk to you I never thought to ask you that or you <laughs> yeah that. yeah that's, that's so genius so um yeah for listener series so we're in week one we got about three matches done right now uh right now first place uh labor sangre 3-0 sweep. He's not playing around. I got to watch his match, and um, he pretty much, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't think about this idea, but, you know, he took, like, wild deck ideas and just ported it into the tournament. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, he brought a res priest, and he had a lot of gigantic mechs. And it was <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really crazy. Like, I think he had a mech rail going over there. It was it was nuts. Um, that that, yeah, that boy is good. Boy yeah. Songer? yeah, I um I interfaced with him many months ago when I when I had started streaming last year and he was coming into my streams and I had talked to him, you know, and you and, and I think Mike knows this because you know he's he's been in my streams. I'm always trying to like boost people up and give them confidence and you know, and I just told him, I said, dude, man, just you know, do whatever you feel and, and just go for it. And you know, just to see him blow up like he has, like yeah. it's it's yeah. just awesome. It's really amazing. He's a really talented player. He's a great uh, guy, too. Very yeah. inventive when it comes to deck building. Yeah, he really is. So he, he's really going to shine in this uh, tournament series here. Um, he's off to a fast start, uh, 3-0. Oh, I was just going to say, for the people who aren't super familiar with the series, if you can just give a two-second version or like, what is what is this series and what are the rules for week one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll jump into that. So um, the rules for week one, your deck can only contain mech minions. So when I say that, you're allowed to put spells into your deck that can discover other minions. You're allowed to put in hero cards. I had a lot of people ask that. When I made these rules, I didn't put in an asterisk of if your deck needs to have a certain minion type, you could have no minions. Somebody did ask that. So for week one, that'll slide. But like going forward, if we do have weeks where it's like this is a certain minion type, I want people to put minions in the deck. And I just want the space to say this part. Because the question that was posed to me, it was kind of like, I need to tell them how many minions to put in their deck. And that defeats the point of me creating this idea, period. Because I need people to create their own decks with the rulings in place. I don't want to say, oh, you get seven minions. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be any part of your genius. Like Brett Six had just said, we got creative people like Labor who are masterminds when it comes to creating decks. So going forward, when it comes to like you know having a minion... Um, or spells in your deck restriction. Um, there's no like workaround where you can just not include it. Um, I just want to say that. So for those who are, have no idea what this is about, um, we're doing a listener series. We currently have 36 people signed up. The regular season will be five weeks long. At the end of that five weeks, we'll do a cut for the playoffs, and then we'll have playoffs for three weeks. Um, so this week was uh, Mech Week. We have some pretty good, very very talented players in this series. And um, for anybody who wants more information, uh, check out our Discord. And for the person who said that they don't have a Discord, check out our website. It'll be updated pretty soon. Yep, yep. Sweet. All right, uh, Hydra, let's move over into the news. Yeah, let's do this. So first up, uh, we have the 30-year celebration of Blizzard. It's their 30-year anniversary, and they've released a bundle, which uh, seems to be sort of aimed at people that have 
been playing Blizzard games for a long time because the loot that you get from this bundle is across all the different games. So in-game stuff for all the games if you play those. But Hearthstone specifically, if you if you want to get this, uh, there's three different levels you can purchase. Uh, the biggest one is called the Epic Pack, and it's sixty bucks, and you get all of that other in-game loot for the other titles. But Hearthstone. You get 15 packs, five of them are gold and a legendary. It's 60 bucks, so it's not the best if you're just looking for <laughs> for card value for, per dollar. may as well just buy card packs from the store. But if you love all the titles and you want to get this stuff, uh, we also have the Heroic Pack, which is just under that, which this is all that other in-game loot stuff, but you get the... Well, actually, I don't know specifically if you get everything from that, but Hearthstone specifically, you'll get the 10 packs and one legendary. Then there's the Essential Pack, which is just the 10 Dark Moon Fair packs with other in-game loot. So it's quite possibly oh. one of the worst deals of all time in terms of Hearthstone stuff. You know, yes. historically, they've done a special card back or whatever. Breadsticks, you play any other Blizzard games? Like... Well, unfortunately, I did play WoW up until uh, the Blitz Chung uh, incident happened, Ooh, yes. and then, <laughs> and then I was. And see, the thing is, when WoW came out, my son WoW came out. I think just after my son was born, somewhere around there, and you know, because he's he's fifteen, he'll be sixteen uh, in a couple months. And I got him into playing, and I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, this was something I enjoyed. You know, and now I get have my son enjoy it with me. And then the Blitz Chung thing happened, and I was just like, you know what? I'm canceling my account until I see them do something better. And I've I've stuck to that, and it's been like over a year now. And it and it's unfortunate because I see a lot of people now getting into WoW, and I I like I'm champing at the bit because I want to play, but I'm just like I gotta stick to what I said. You know, I put it out there mm-hmm. on Twitter that I wasn't gonna do it, and you know, I try to be a, a person of my word. Um, hey, that's integrity. You know, so, that's good. So it, it sucks. I want to play, but I, <laughs> I won't. I won't do it. You know, because for me, it's not. You know, it's more than just. You know, I put it out on Twitter, but it's an example to my kids, right? I said to my son, "Yo, we're we're canceling." Because I, I talked to my son and I said, "Well, do you think you know? Do you want to cancel our accounts based on what they did?" And I said, "Because that's something we can do in protest to that and not give them any money in that regard." And he said, "Yeah, Dad." And I said, "All right, we're gonna do it." Wow. So. Yep, speak with your wallet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. You know, um, yep, so, you know, but yeah, I, I really like WoW. I've, I've always liked WoW. Um, I had started playing Heroes of the Storm some years ago, but they didn't support the game, and so I just kind of, you know, pulled out of it. But, you know, I've, I played, started playing Overwatch last year uh, a little bit, and I like Overwatch. If I'm going to do Overwatch, I'd really like to have people to play with when I play games like that because it just sucks, you know, playing with a bunch of randoms at times. It's yeah. Because like I said, oh. I'm a competitive person. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just losing game after game, it, you know, you go on tilt. So, yeah. So is yeah, this yeah. is this bundle something that since you do kind of play some of the other games, you would be interested in getting? Yeah, or? I was I was looking at it because you guys, you know, sent me the show notes and everything. And I was like, yeah, as far as the Hearthstone part of it goes, it's. You know, it's not that great, like you said, Hydralis. But if if you're someone who kind of play runs the gamut on on these different Blizzard games, it's yeah, it's not it's not a bad deal because you get all that other stuff. But you know, if you're hoping like, hey, oh man, I'm gonna get the cool Hearthstone stuff, <laughs> you're gonna be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> so I got a question for you guys because um, you guys have interviewed me. On, on that note of what you what you were just saying, Nate, because I was kind of expecting when they did the change and they and they put in the monthly pass. 
that they were going to do something more like Riot did with Legends of Runeterra and just kind of open up the floodgates for, you know, getting cards and collectibles, you know, um, you know, more kind of a, in a free to play way and then just have charging players for cosmetics. You um, would hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, for a company that talks a lot about the free to play experience, Unfortunately, I mean, they've been pretty, I feel like relatively generous with the in-game gold as they've revamped this progression system over time. When I feel like when it first started, it was a little bit broken and they've made some modifications that now, you know, I I make a lot of gold now just playing games like without really trying too hard. But at the same time, it's not super free to play friendly. I mean, we see people in our discord all the time that are hungry for a couple packs because they can't build the decks that they want and and that's the one thing about magic and it's very similar vein that as i got older and and i had got better jobs before the financial crash i was able to start playing more expensive decks i was able to pay to go to tournaments and then you realize that there's a certain level of privilege with being able to do that because things cost money like yeah yeah. (laughs) let's just be frank things cost money and you know i've been playing legends of runeterra since they fully opened it up um, past the beta and i gotta say i'm really impressed with how they've gone about making it so that anybody can start playing and, and get a collection without having to really come out of pocket and so i'm hoping that blizzard you know sometime soon even if it takes them you know a year kind of moves over fully to that model where they're just charging players for cosmetics you know like if they put the time because they got the artist but if they put the time into just you know creating a huge kind of collective of cosmetics that are worth purchasing and they price them right players will do it i mean because people sit there and and spend a whole lot of time you know golding out their decks so (laughs) there are people (laughs) who will yeah they will spend the money to buy the cosmetics if you give them good cosmetics and you do it at a good price because right now i have almost every card in legends of runeterra and the only thing that i actually bought as far as cards go was a starter deck that they had when they when the game first opened up huh. and i think that cost oh. me like ten dollars wow. that's the only thing as far as cards go that i bought everything else that i've created the champions followers that i need has all been in-game currency that i've accumulated over time or that i won um you know through playing the different uh modes that they have so like and they got a lot of cards <laughs> like it's not a little bit they've already released a few expansions so I'm hoping Hearthstone goes that way. I will say I think that it's good for other competitive card games to uh, like to give Blizzard competition. Like the yes. better the better Runeterra does, the better Eternal does, the better that Magic does, especially the digital ones. Like give them a run for their money, make you know make them earn it. Uh, yeah. and they've come a long way. That's not to say they don't still have a long way to go. Yeah, with this new Battle Pass it's it's in that direction because yes if you want to have the bonus xp and the cosmetics you have to purchase the battle pass because that is where the cosmetics come in and you can free to play it and you could probably grind out ten thousand gold or whatever so like a hundred packs for the next expansion is seems reasonable i know i'm already around eight thousand something like that wow 
What are so, you doing that I'm not doing? <laughs> I, 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 just <laughs> I, I got about eight thousand, and I'm not even like I don't I don't grind the game very hard, really. Um, but I also didn't spend two thousand gold on the the mini set. I bought that with money. Yeah, I bought so, the mini set too, and I just got to two thousand gold. But I think yeah. I spent something on trying out the other new mode. Um, oh, so, maybe if you were doing um, duels, heroic duels, duels, yeah, duels. That'll, that'll you'll be spending your your money there. But you can definitely get a lot of cards free to play, but you're not getting the set. You're not going to get yeah. the set when it drops. It's not happening. Hey, let's yeah, well, let's and, move on yeah. to the to the next section here or the next uh, item we got. Yeah, so for the very first time, we are going to have BlizzCon being fully online. It was announced quite some time ago, but we have uh, the dates. It's February 19th and 20th, and it's going to start at 2 p.m. Pacific time on Friday, February 19th. And I'm not sure they didn't really call an end time as far as I know for the the evening, but it will continue the next day at noon Pacific time on Saturday. And so this is completely free. Like in the past, you could have gotten your uh, virtual ticket to watch this event, but now it's going to be completely free. So if anybody wants to tune in on the 19th and 20th, BlizzCon is 100% free. Not just your opening ceremony, you can watch it all. So that's going to be really, really neat, and I'm definitely going to be tuning in, except for the fact that I'm going to be working on the Friday and then doing uh, the show, but I'm sure you'll be able to catch up. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to catch up. There's going to be VODs and stuff, and then there's Saturday for anybody not working on Saturday, so that'll be really cool. Breadsticks, are you, are you going to be tuning in for this? Yeah, actually, I am because I've never been to BlizzCon, um, and you know, obviously, a lot for logistics reasons because it's all the way out on the West Coast and mm. paying for a ticket and you know all those things. And so for me, this is a good chance to finally see what all of the you know rah rah is about. You know, over the many years that people have talked about BlizzCon, because usually what happens is BlizzCon happens, and then you know we get a few key you know notes of certain things that happen that we either get happy about or we get mad about <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that's, 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 there's no in between it's either you're really happy about something or you're really mad about something and so it'll be nice for once to actually kind of get some of the experience um you know mm -hmm. which is good for a lot of uh blizzard fans or blizzard people who play you know various blizzard games so um yeah do you do do you have any theories because we we know that there's uh, a lot of talk about what's going to be happening with hearthstone coming up in the next year they've teased a lot of changes you know with the possibly a rotating uh core set that sort of thing like we don't know what's happening we've hold, heard old cards may be coming back there's going to be new cards like, do you have any any hot takes any theories i think they are going to move to the rotating core set my hot take will be that it's going to cause more problems than people realize for a significant amount of time. And the reason why I say that is coming out of, you know, my magic playing background, people don't realize that making a card game is a lot like making a software application, right? The testing, the development, the time that requires people, it requires person hours. And if you're going to do rotating core sets, you need more people and more eyeballs and more testing on that. There's a lot more integration that you have to work with because you have you have a whole lot more new ideas 
because now we just have classic. It just sits there. You know what you're dealing with. Those cards don't change. Mm -hmm. But now rotating core sets, there's always going to be something new. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a plethora <clears throat> of new interactions yep. along with the, you know, the regular uh, set drops. So mm -hmm. now you have like these two competing things going on at one time that can cause a lot of different interactions that you just can't predict. And so if people are upset now about nerfs, <laughs> wait till you get a rotating corset. Wait. It's, <laughs> and then just throw it all into wild all at the same time. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> cause a lot of huge shakeups and I'm you know, I'm all on board for that because I like new things i like interesting things i like things that happen but i've always been the guy even going back to magic who's not really big on nerfs uh because you know people spend money they spend time and when you have to have nerfs you you kind of mess things up for a lot of people so i've never been a fan of those and i've always been if you're going to nerf something i want it to be broken not just because yeah. it's popular not just because a lot of people are playing it or it's ubiquitous. I, I don't like the ubiquity standard. I, I like, mm -hmm. I'm like, look, man, it's a game. People got to learn to get over it. There's just going to be powerful cards. And if a powerful card is seen a lot, then you just got to deal with it. Like, yeah, you, can, you can't, you know, you can't just get upset at everything and expect everything to get clamped down. Cause you don't like something. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and you know, <laughs> and before, before people go on Twitter and flame the hell out of me, you know, I'm not saying that I'm against nerfs. Like I do understand yeah. that there yeah. are necessary situations where cards and their interactions just, they're too much and they suffocate the room, right? They take all the oxygen out and you know, it, it does, it's harmful for innovation and for play. And mm -hmm. in those instances, you do have to do something, but the ubiquity argument, I, I, I don't like it. It's, it's one that I just don't like. But it's, it is what it is at times. So I, I think that's going to be the hot take. That's going to be the biggest thing that people who haven't been playing card games for a long time don't understand it, that those interactions and when you have rotating core sets, it's a lot more work. It's a lot more effort. Um, and I would, I, would, I would tell people be patient because that's what we're yeah. in for if that happens. But I would also tell Blizzard, you've been doing a good job of communicating with us, the players, better than they've ever done mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. far as hearthstone and, and and nerves and you know changes that need to be made they need to step up their communication and their testing tenfold if you're going to have rotating corsets yeah to get well and and that's play. where i think that they need to bring on some more people because like like let's be serious wild players spend money too right like you can't get the new cards that are going into the wild decks when the new sets come out if you don't spend money and so to act as if wild players aren't paying customers is kind of a slap in the face. And that's why I was disappointed. Uh, I don't know if it was Iskar mm -hmm. who had made that comment on Twitter. I didn't even bother responding because I was just like, man, you know what? I'm just going to walk on by that one because everybody's going to light him up for this. So I don't need to contribute to that. But, it happened. you know. But but I you know I, f I find that disappointing because at the end of the day we're all playing this game we're all putting time and effort in this game and we're spending money like we gotta buy the set and if I gotta buy the set and I want to play a mode that you have available I expect you to support that mode fully the way it should be you know and if you gotta put a small cadre of people specifically for wild to review test you know look at nerves. Look, it don't even got to be a 10-person team. If it's a five- or six-person team that's responsible, put somebody there to keep an eye on it, you know? Yeah. Because, like, going back to, what was it, the... Um, Snip Snap. 
Yeah, there you go. I don't know why it. it was it was on the tongue. <laughs> um, the snip snap nerve that shouldn't have taken as long as it took. There's no excuse for that, you know. And you know they got to be able to own up to those things when we call them out. Like, and that goes back to that whole arrogance thing, right? Because you got people working in Blizzard. And there's some smart people there. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. got to humble yourself and realize, hey, you know what? We're not going to catch everything. We're not going to see everything. And the players are a lot of smart people, too. And if they point something out to us, we need to do our due diligence, examine it, and let them know, all right, hey, guys, you know what? You, you brought this to our attention. We didn't catch it. Um, we're on top of it. And, and we'll let you know as things develop. Like, that's not that hard, man. I will say they're getting better, but there's yeah, always... Yeah, they are. Room, room and and that's the thing. Giving credit where credit's due. And I'm not one of those people who's going to go on Twitter and just, like, light the, the devs up. Like, I don't have any sense. Like, we, there's a lot of adults playing this game. And they yeah. need to act like adults. Like, come on, guys. Like, there's, there's no reason to be attacking the devs, calling them names, cursing them out. Like, you know, I, I get being upset. Because you put time, effort, and money into this thing. And and there's a connection there. But at the yeah. same time, you got to respect people. You have to understand that people are doing a job. And sometimes that job is not always as easy as we think it is. Like I said, I work with a dev team. I've yeah. seen them make mistakes. I've seen them mess things up or not get things out on time. And, you know, I'm empathetic to devs because I see that every day. Yeah. They don't you anything. Nate, are you gonna be are you gonna be checking out BlizzCon on the weekend up coming up? Oh yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I always. I, I've been. I've got the virtual ticket for the past couple of years. I've never gone in person. Honestly, I, I'm not sure. You know, maybe maybe one of these days, you know, it'd be fun to meet some people in real life. But like, yeah, I, I kind of like to watch from the comfort of my couch. Uh, honestly, you know, I, I look forward to the Hearthstone reveals. I like the cosplay contest. I like Diablo. So I'm, you know, I'll be interested to see Mike, you got any, any, any theories and that's going to be announced coming up, uh, for, for BlizzCon, any, any hot takes? My hot take is we're going back to Angoro or mm-hmm. some kind of league of explorers round two. One of those two. That's my hot take It's, it's gotta be one of those. It ain't gotta be. But I want it to be, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'd be hyped for that. But I'm finna, I'm, 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 yo, check me out. I'm treating this weekend like NBA All Star weekend. Like I hop in when it's like Hearthstone Day or time, like the All Star Slam Dunk. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm out. Like, contest. I'm not really trying to watch the whole three point weekend. contest. Like I, there's no way it could be as easy as like it looks like it's a League of Explorers thing. Like I don't like they just did it twice, right? Like yo, yo, hey, time out. We're talking about a game that has. About seventy-eight mage skins. There's like four <laughs> Reno cards. There's three Cthulhu cards. Come on, dog. Come on. I mean, you know, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but you know, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, we need to move on with uh, some of this news. Yeah, speaking of skins, uh, yeah, yeah. So the Anduin Book of Heroes is out. So uh, you can uh, grab this one. This is the the SI Anduin. So if uh, you're sick of your Anduin portrait, you can always grab this. I actually think it's it's pretty neat. And I'm not the biggest priest fan in general. So well, Anduin in general, don't really like the guy. So I I rather play this. <laughs> People have been calling it Stabduin, which I think Stabduin. Um, I actually like that. I, I actually like that. I, I've been playing on on EU. I picked the level fifty Anduin, 
um, hero skin because I just don't like the regular Anduin, so I wanted to pick something else. And I believe it was on Squelch. They've been calling it uh, Matt Damon Anduin. Apparently, Anduin is doing his Matt Damon impression on that skin, so I'm going to have to go back and look and see if that's actually a thing or not. But if you want to grab this, um, you can pick it up. It comes with the skin, and then you get the five uh, priest packs, and it's 10 bucks US if you want to grab it. It comes out on Monday, February 8th. Is that true? It already it just, no, yeah, no. I'm sorry. It's already out. It's. I think it's only yeah. available. It's only available until. Monday. Oh, available, available through. Oh, so you only have a couple days to grab it then, if if you don't have it already. So anybody that wants to jump on that, here's my quick. Gotta, here's my quick hot take. Right, we all wanted a rogue skin, so they gave us one in the form of priest. <laughs> just Damn, as a, son. They're trolling us. Damn. But I, I like Priest. I mean, uh, yeah, I know I'm in the minority in that opinion because everybody seems to hate Priest. Um, but I, I don't I'm not feeling this skin. I, I just I, yo, this is a rogue. Big daggers. He's got a mask on. Like, come on. Like, man. Yeah, I just I don't like it. I, well, you know, I like I, the mask. That's safety. It, <laughs> so so this I don't know, have, have any of you guys played? So his Book of Heroes came out. Right, so the solo content is out. You can play through it. One of the matches, you're dressed like this. So, no spoilers if you haven't played it, but it's for a reason. Yeah. So, just, like, have you guys played it? I haven't yet. Um, but the artwork, I just, I'm just kind of. Eh. He's got really uh, giant hands. Yeah, like up with those, they, they, growing up, Yo. they you know they would call those pork chop grabbers. You need to go to the hospital. <laughs> Something is wrong. The term is what is what is what they would call those when I was growing up. Like <laughs> swollen. Damn, we got some meat like, claws, bro. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like that looks like that's a pituitary gland issue. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on yeah. here, bro? We had a guy at work who's actually off for a while because this happened to him. His hand grew to twice the size of his human hand. It was crazy. So, Anduin, you better go to the doctor or use one of those healing spells you got on. You restore 12 health to yourself. Yeah, he's good. That's hilarious. (laughs) All right. So, also in news, if you don't have this card back, the Love is in the Air card back is back in the store. So if you want to grab this, you didn't pick it up. I believe this came out uh, in 2016 during the Valentine's Day yeah, season. Was, yeah, it was in January wow. 2016. So that you January. can that long ago? Yeah, it's not crazy. Time flies, man. Five years? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I never used it. No. Uh, I so can I, so can I sell this? Can I sell this for <laughs> <laughs> you? You'd like what? that, though, wouldn't you? It, well, see, yeah, this goes back to our conversation earlier about the cosmetics, right? A card back for three dollars, like that's just a bit high. Five hundred gold—that's a premium price of gold for a card back. Like, mm. I feel like they need to do a little bit better with this. Like, you know, that should be like one ninety-nine. Yeah, maybe that, that might be a good point, and they would probably sell more. You shave yeah. a dollar off. Yeah, one ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if if you started selling card backs at one ninety nine and you start coming out with some fire card backs, yes. I'd be chinging every month to get fire card backs. Yeah. But but the caveat to that is, and I and I hope to God, if somebody out there, Ayala, Iskar, whoever mm-hmm. is listening, say it. Say it. Mm-hmm. please, for God's sakes, 
take the cards out of the side deck on the screen and put uh-huh. them flat so we can see the damn card backs. <laughs> oh my can god! You give us card backs that we cannot see. That makes no sense. Thank you. I've said that forever. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Thank you. When I first started playing Hearthstone, I immediately thought, "Why would I not be able to see the back of my deck?" That makes no sense. Yo, talk heavy, please. <laughs> like, come on, guys. I know it's a you know it's a heads up display. It's a graphical interface thing, and they probably got to do a lot of coding to change it. But look, I'll be patient for that. It's worth it. If I could see my card backs, that would make me really happy. I'd buy more card backs if I could see my card back. Yeah. Dollar yep. ninety nine. I'm telling you guys right now, over on, on Team 5, you give me dollar ninety nine card backs, fire card backs, and I can see them, I will buy them. I, the <laughs> only time I get to enjoy it is if when I see my opponent has mm-hmm. one I'm interested in. Yeah, yo, exactly. Nate, yo, Nate, we got to do some work. We need that sound bite. That was the best sound bite I've heard in a long time. Yo, dollar ninety nine. Give me some fire card backs. I'm there. Yo, <laughs> we'll clip it. Yes, <laughs> bro. No, he's right, man. Like it's yeah. so frustrating. I play on my tablet, Pokemon TCG. I know Nate does. I'm not sure on what device, but I need to get like, into that. But to have the deck and it's the way it's supposed to be, and you can see the card back. And I'm like, yo, if Hearthstone flipped this, they fixed it in friendless. And one more thing, I would never ever play anything else in my life. So let me shut up. I'll tell you what, yeah. as someone who well, has played physical TCGs, like that is how you play. You put your cards face down yep. on the table. There and then go. when you draw, you take the one off the top or however many off the top. And like, that's how we play. I would never play Magic or Pokemon or any other card game for that matter. Like I put them in sleeves. Uh, I would never ha- have them sideways on the table. Yeah, ever. No. Oh, also, ever. So if Hearthstone if was, <laughs> was like real cards... And you were sitting in front of your opponent. You could just kind of like move your head to the side of the board and see what's on the yeah, bottom of the deck. Oh, what's on the bottom? Okay, I know. What you got yo, there? Magic, a magic tournament. Oh, no. and the judge walks over and they're like, "Yo, yeah, what like, what are you, what are you doing?" doing? <laughs> well, oh, and that's so- why I never understood when I started playing. I'm like, "Why are the cards oriented like this? No one would do this in real life. This makes no sense." So if they ever make Hearthstone VR, they're gonna have to change it so you can't move your head over there. Well, well. Also, if it's Hearthstone VR, right, you'd probably have the action of using your hand to pick up the card, wouldn't you? You're yeah, not gonna, it, you're not oh, gonna go like so this. Weird. You accidentally pick <laughs> up the whole deck and you drop them everywhere because they're all sticking straight up. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> yeah, like I, it's just so weird. And that's one thing talking about it. Why I immediately like Legends of Runeterra because the deck is flat, and you that's buy cosmetic card backs so you can see them. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I understand it's a user interface issue, but the the problem is like this game now is what how many years old now? Six, seven. six seven years old now. Six, seven, and right? so what they need to do at some point is have a team inside, you know, redevelop the UI. I mean, yeah. that was one of the problems too why they had for years and years said we're never going to have a 10th class because the way that we built the UI, there's only nine classes. We don't have space for this. And so then when they built Demon Hunter, they had to redo a whole bunch of the UI. And, uh, like, but in a game that's seven years old, like, just redo the UI anyways. Like, it needs a, a some polish, right? Well, so. I think, I, I don't know if you guys, if any of you played WoW, but this was kind of conversations that were happening when they had came up. Because WoW's like, what, 16 years old now, right? When they got into, like, years, like, five through seven, and the graphics and the code behind it 
you know, obviously is starting to age. And a lot of players were, you know, kind of proponents of we need a WoW 2.0. And Blizzard kind of fell into the trap of, well, we're making money. It's working. Let's just keep, you know, iterating over top of it. And, mm-hmm. and, and in my opinion, I think it's time for Hearthstone 2.0. They need to go back. They need to set a team aside, put it in development. Look, we'll wait two, three years for you to do it if that's how long it takes you. But it's time for Hearthstone. Yeah, exactly. It's time for Hearthstone 2.0. It's time for you to redesign the UI, update the graphics, new code, give -hmm. yourself more breathing room. Because let's face it, at some point in time, as much as people complain about Demon Hunter, I want more classes. I want more classes. I yep. want more options. I want to see more things. And if this game is going to have the longevity that Magic has at almost 30 years now, you're not going to do that by limiting yourself in what you have. The game will mm-hmm. die on the vine if you keep trying to limit what the players can have and what they can do. You, you, you're not going to survive. You're not going to survive. Um, it's mm-hmm. why Pokemon has been around for so long. Mm-hmm. They keep making mm-hmm. more monsters and changing yeah. Like, yeah. You, you got to give yourself the space Play to design more. Yep. So, right. you know, I, I, I hope they really pushed for Hearthstone 2.0. They redesigned the UI. And if it takes them three, four years to do it, look, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth mm-hmm. it. But they got to yep. do it. They got to do it. They can't make the same mistake that they did with WoW and not do it. You yeah. would think that they've they've learned from that. And hopefully, hopefully that's the direction that they take. I know they got a lot of... Stuff and announcements to to tell us soon. So, mm. fingers crossed. I'm going to move on to uh, our next thing in the news. So, a lot of people already got this before, but the legendary quest for the Hearthstone Lunar New Year will be out on February 9th. If you haven't gotten them already, uh, I personally got them on Asia a week ago or more at, at this point but uh so i won't be able to have access to those quests again because i already completed them if you have not got them already uh you will get them starting february 9th and you'll have them through february 23rd so these quests uh there's three of them and they each got you three packs two of them are the dark moon fair packs and one pack is a scholomance pack and so it's it's three quests and they're quite easy. The first one is play a game of Battlegrounds. Then there is play five duels matches and five games of Standard. So if you don't have the, didn't get this yet, it's still coming your way. It's free packs. You get nine of them, and it, it's pretty easy to do. And along with that, there are going to be the three Kingdoms Heroes. So we have new skins coming to uh, the store, which is pretty awesome for anybody who loves this kind of thing and so these three kingdom skins are inspired by the romance of the three kingdoms it's an epic chinese tale of war heroes and betrayal where three successor kingdoms rose to power after the collapse of the han empire and battled to reunify reunify the country the three kingdom skins will be available in game on the blizzard web shop from february 9th through february 19th so, uh, breadsticks, is this something that that you're interested in here? I I made notes for this because I was waiting for this moment. This okay. is the most fire thing they have ever done in the game. Talk heavy. Period. This is the most fire thing they have ever done. I want more of this. I will nice. be buying those. 
Let me ask you those on that point. Like, what do you think of the price point? Because, like, I, I mean, I'm gonna buy them hands down, but dude, uh, like, if we're talking card back at a at a buck ninety nine, these cost. If you buy them individually, they cost ten bucks each, or you can buy all four for twenty four ninety nine. Um, like, I, I mean, I feel it, and I'm gonna buy them because they look awesome. Uh, but like, dude, it's kind of expensive. I do think that they could have brought the skin price down a bit, because um, I think I think in Room Terror, let me see, the card backs are a couple dollars, I think, and then they have the little animals that are a couple dollars. So I, I do feel like these would have been better priced around two ninety nine, maybe three ninety nine. Even five I bucks. They, I mean, I don't know, because the old yeah, ones, I, like if you buy them individually, they're ten bucks a pop. Yeah, ten bucks is, and and that's been the going rate since they started releasing the extra skins nine ninety nine. Yeah, and I think that's a bit, and I think that's a bit high. But I'm wondering, what I'm wondering is, and this might be contributing to it. Are they outsourcing this to to individual artists, and it's not like in house, which could be pushing the price up a bit. Um, you know that that could be the cause for why the price ends that up being higher could be possible i will yeah. say no yeah they do i know i know for a fact uh i don't i don't believe that the artists are employees they use um like 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 you would like a contractor or whatever mm-hmm. um they would uh commission artists to do these i think the other piece is that for these they do have unique uh voice lines so they're paying voice actors for these plus yeah. they're paying artists for them do these actually have voice lines? They do. Uh, Imic made a, a video on YouTube that's got the portraits and it's got all the unique oh, voice lines. So oh, they my do bad. Have... I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Imic made this video. It got like 10,000 yeah. views in 10 minutes. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, you know, so yeah, there's a whole there's a whole entire calculation that goes into, okay, how much did we pay the voice actor? How much did we pay for the art? You know, and all that stuff. But I but I still feel like it's a little high individually at nine ninety nine. I think they could bring these down a bit. I, I think they're getting over on us in a lot of respects because the game's already making money and they don't release portraits, you know, for, for purchase that often. So, you know, it, you know, I, I just feel like there's a way around this where they could make these a little bit cheaper. I, that being said, like I said, this is the most fire thing they've ever done. Oh, and I will gorgeous. Buy yeah, and, yeah. And, and I, and I really hope that they do more things like this. Like they lean on, um other kind of because you guys were kind of talking about it like i i grew up playing like 8-bit nintendo and super nintendo and yeah, i had man. a lot of friends who were into oh, yeah. the romance of the three kingdoms games i didn't really get into mm. them too much until like dynasty warriors but there were other games that kind of leaned on that japanese and chinese uh kind of ancient history so for mm. me this is a little bit of nostalgia um the artwork's amazing like it's it's top notch it's not like that godforsaken anduin picture that we just looked at <laughs> like <laughs> it's actually good mm-hmm. um you know and if there were more things like this i would spend more money on these cosmetics and and i think that when they keep doing this these are testing grounds to see like okay if these cosmetic things are a success then maybe we can transition towards selling exclusively cosmetics to bolster you know the cost of the game and profit margin and then give people collections you know but yeah. hopefully they adjust the price when they do it again, because because it is a bit steep at ten dollars a piece separately. Yeah. I think they yeah. this for five dollars a pop, and they'd probably sell more. Hopefully they they look at 
at how they can more democratize these purchases so more players can afford to do it, especially during the pandemic. Like, let's be honest, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. There's still a lot of people out of work, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people who ever believes that, well, just because somebody's struggling or hurting, they shouldn't be able to have a little joy in their life. Because I know all too well about struggling and not having money. And you're not going to tell somebody, hey, dude, you're unemployed, but don't get that one latte. It's like the one joy in your life right now while you're facing eviction. Like, who yeah. who makes those kinds of ridiculous arguments? Like, I, it, it's never going to be me. I, can, I can't be that dude because mm -hmm. I know what that's like. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that people inside need to have more conversations about and say, hey, you know what? We got a lot of players out there who might be struggling right now, and this might be a source of joy for them. So let's price this in a way in which we give more opportunities to more people to, to make that purchase and, and ha let them have that little bit of joy. You know, but that's just how I see it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also uh, that accompanies this. There's going to be a special brawl. That's going to be coming along. I don't know anything about it, but it's something I'll jump into. There could be a really cool story in it. I don't know what it's going to be about, but, you know, hop in, get your pack. Maybe they'll have different rewards for the pack this time. I, I'm not sure. Next up, we have um, we had the weekly AMA with Dean Ayala happened on Twitter. Again, if you're not in the know once a week, uh, Ixar has been jumping on Twitter and he's been doing an Ask Me Anything on Wednesday evenings. The time has shifted around it a bit, but he's on for an hour or two in the evening. And you can go on and ask him anything you would like. Uh, this isn't something that I've, since the, I don't know, the wild fiasco one, I haven't paid too much attention to the newer ones. Nate, did you find anything particularly interesting? Like, I, I, I noted some interesting things about you know they were talking about there's going to be a high chance of wild changes within a year i mean that's a giant ballpark so there wasn't a lot wild wise but um uh, did, did you note anything there nate just a little bit so i will note they said they're working on a basic slash classic set rework there's going to be some new cards some old cards some rebalanced cards they noted that the team is quote unquote generally aware of wild interactions in terms of what they said was, hey, when we make new game or when we make new cards, we we know what the old ones do. And so we keep that in mind so that we don't accidentally break the game. And then the only thing that I thought was was really relevant to wild uh, because we're a wild podcast, right? He said that they do believe that uh, he said there is an extremely high chance of wild changes within a year. Part of me thinks that this stems from the AMA from like two weeks ago when I had asked him the question about wild and he answered and then the community exploded. And, uh, <laughs> and I think that if nothing else, that it caused them to realize like, oh, there's a very passionate player base here. Maybe we need to take this, you know, seriously and without really digging too deep into it i appreciate that they're willing to have those conversations and take a, a you know a deeper look uh the only other thing i thought was interesting um he did he did talk about the new set coming out uh it sounded like it was potentially ready in march but he noted that the team was all working remotely and as an employer i, I liked the comment where he said hey it's probably going to be ready in march but uh, if the team's not ready, you know, we're all working from home. And if, if people are stressing or we need more time to test, like we're going to take our time. And if we need to push it back a month then we'll push it back a month. 
And so I kind of like that. I mean, you hear in the gaming industry, you hear these stories about, you know, companies rushing games out and and the employees, you know, working long hours or having to work a bunch of overtime or whatever. And it sounds like Project Red. Yes. (laughs) So, I I mean, I do appreciate the, um, you know, that take that they're saying, hey, you know, if if our employees need some more time, we'll give them some more time. That's cool. I can wait another month. That's fine. Yeah, I I think that's where CD Projekt Red messed up is they should have just told people. And again, leaning on my experience working with a dev team is like, look, it's just not going to come out like we're sorry. You know, there are a lot of moving parts. Things are going on we can't do it so i I appreciate him doing that and i think that that kind of honesty you know it builds you credibility with with the playing community right because now they know you're not just tossing them shade or feeding them a line and you know he can come back in a month and say hey look this is the update you know we told you it might be a little bit more time this is what's going on we're still going to need more time and we may not even be able to give you a definitive date for another couple months or what have you. And and then we just wait, you know? Yeah, no, you know what? I, like, re- mad respect for that because, I mean, all the fans of Cyberpunk were quite disappointed with the release. And it's, like you said, if just be honest with us, right? Like, it's if it's not going to happen on time, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, fair warning, hey... Could could take a little longer. I, I definitely appreciate that, and because yeah. I know when I tried to play Cyberpunk Day One, it didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, going back to my real estate days, the first thing they taught us was never to overpromise and underdeliver. So I'd rather you they, you come out and tell me, hey, you know what? We thought it was going to be a month, but it might be six. So just hang tight, and we'll give you updates every four weeks where we are. You know. I, I just rather you do that and I just be patient and wait, you know, but I think that everybody's kind of gotten to the instant gratification mindset, particularly with games, and they just don't realize how long this stuff takes. It takes a, a huge amount of time, man, like, and you just got to learn to be patient, you know? And, yeah, yeah. But they got to be honest, too. Like, you, you can't be lying to your players. Well, no. you know, speaking from a management perspective, uh, this stuff happens to us all the time. You know, I've got people at work asking about, you know, whatever. And I would rather tell them, hey, this is what I know, but I don't want to make some promise that I can't keep. You know, let me yeah. tell you what I know and I'll update you as we go versus like, I don't want to feed them a line and then be wrong because they'll call you on it. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, I think that, um, you know, would you rather have it done correctly and done it, you know, best and, and wait for a good product or we rather have it rushed. And we've seen these games like rushed so many times and nothing sucks more than like, you know, you get a game and you boot it up and it's half finished or it's got a bunch of bugs or there's like, oh, well, we haven't finished that part of it. We'll we'll do an update in uh, yeah. you know, a couple months. And honestly, like I'd rather just wait. I mean, maybe that's yeah. me, but I'd rather wait until I got a giant backlog of games to play. So I'll wait a little bit. Well, and That's the crazy cool. thing is, like you, you, you guys said, you go back to the days, the days of Nintendo, right? And even through Super Nintendo, you rarely, if ever, heard about a game just being rushed out and not finished, mm-hmm. or DLC completing a game, and like these things were unheard of, you yeah. know, twenty, you know, thirty years ago with game design, and now it's like, oh well you guys are paying us all this money and we'll just push it out and it's all good. 
we'll fix it on the back end later or we'll we'll deal with that bug or that that was not something you did like no because they didn't have the luxury back in the day of you know they like they had to put out a final product they didn't have yeah. the luxury of ah oh, it's good enough Except once the masses find all the glitches <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know so I, f- I feel like we need we really need a return to that and me personally because like my son bought the xbox version and i was like you know my you know my mom got it for him as a present and i told him i said are you gonna crack it open or are you gonna send it back i said i said personally you should send it back and get the pc version because the way it's looking on console right now <laughs> like <laughs> you don't want to do that and he said well he said i'm gonna wait for the patches and you know and i'll see what happens but i haven't seen him play it yet and he opened it and i feel bad because i'm like you know, he had been waiting since last year, you know, bouncing off the walls for this to come out. And then it comes out and it's just an utter disappointment. So, you know, uh, people were angry and rightfully so when you pay money for something and you wait and you expect and then you get it. And it not only does it not meet the expectations, but it's way below what it was supposed to be doing. For what it's uh, worth, the game is awesome, though. Yeah, um, on PC. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm playing on PC and it runs. It, it like day one, it was weird. I had to get some some patch, and it, it's yeah, it runs great. Console, as far as I know, it's a disaster. Uh, I'm not experiencing that, fortunately. Yeah, uh, but it is a. If they released that game without all the problems, it would have just been a knock out of the park. Uh, before we get too, far, I did want to comment on the legendary uh, quest. I got that as well. And then um, it had me play Battlegrounds, and uh, it actually turned out pretty well. Put it in chat right here. I got some. <clears throat> I played Battlegrounds in a minute, so it was pretty sweet. And then um, for those those heroes, I liked all of those skins, and the ones I wanted to pick up is definitely the, playing a lot of a lot of Warrior decks in the past month. Just wanted to chime in before we got too far ahead. Back nice. to you, Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these yeah these are beautiful. Uh, Maybe I'll do a giveaway for that on Twitter. Ooh, Give there somebody. You go give somebody the four skins yeah hey so we got one more tournament coming out so brian o'brien uh brian o'brien is the man i think he is in everybody's stream every time i jump into a hearthstone stream brian o'brien is there so brian o'brien is doing a hosting a tournament with our homie labore sangre wild format tournament february 13th cash prizes for top four registrations open right now um i believe that mike you were gonna help cast it right Yes, sir. I am a part of amazing casters. I am excited for this event, and I cannot wait. So, hey, we don't have wild tournaments all that often, and so uh, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. We posted it in the Discord. For those of you who aren't in the Discord, I don't really know what to tell you. Jump on Twitter and follow uh, Brian O'Brien or Labore, and you can see this. Um, I'll post a link to it in the show notes so that you can pull it off of uh, the website or the uh, the show notes and, and link to it that way. But I think there, we, what we've seen over the years is a lack of competitive wild Hearthstone. And so when there are tournaments, especially ones that have cash prizes, I don't know what the prizes are, but still, it's um, it's worth it to jump in. This is pretty cool. And I will say the community, the wild community has been pretty great. And so this will be, I don't know, in my mind, this will be a lot of fun. Are you guys uh, considering playing in this at all? Uh, myself, I don't know. I've been having, for me, a time commitment when it comes to to leagues or not leagues, sorry, tournaments or series. The time commitment's hard for myself. I was I enrolled in THL for a season, and that was 
extremely difficult for me. And just being a parent, like you guys know, parent being uh, a parent, things don't always line up. And so it's something I personally had to back away from because I felt like I was letting my team down because I couldn't, you know, be there when I needed to be there. I had to get subs and stuff. So not myself. What, what about you guys? Breadsticks, you going to look at this? Uh, I definitely am. I uh, On that sentiment, Hydralist, that's kind of the thing that when I was, you know, competitive and playing a lot of tourney magic is you generally, unless you're talking about like a big tournament that's over the course of a couple of days, you show up one day, you play eight, nine, ten hours. Granted, it's a lot of time, but then you're done, right? Your commitment's over for that day. Um, with a game like Hearthstone and these, these leagues being spread over time, it's a lot harder to sync things up. So I think in some ways, being an electronic game is, is a good thing. But in other ways, it's also hard for people to make those commitments when they have to do it for more than one day. Um, I'm going to probably get with Mike because I need to get my finger on the pulse of what's going on um, with WoW before I get into a tournament so I don't get curb stomped. <laughs> you know? yeah. But um, yeah, I would, I, I, would, I, you, I would definitely be interested in it because I haven't really played um, anything since I jumped into Aspirant a couple seasons back. So yeah, I'm definitely itching to do something like this again. And and Brian O'Brien is a great dude. I've uh co-opted um he was on my stream twice. I co-opted with him. Nice. And we had a great time. So he's definitely the homie. Um please if you're even thinking about signing up, sign up. He's a great dude. Um like him a lot. Yeah. He's fun. He's fun to co-op and stream with. We had mm -hmm. a good time. I actually got my first twelve win uh arena, arena. Uh, while I was co oping with uh, yeah. with Brian O'Brien. So mm -hmm. You know, he's also, I, I guess, good luck. So. <laughs> yeah, I want to jump on that. Um, Brian, Brian's a good friend. Um, Brian O'Brien joined um, my THL team last season when I needed to step out. Uh, I was working as a sub right now. He is a great person. When I see him out there networking, um, he, like, gives me this positive energy. And, like, seeing him put together, um, like, I, I like being a fan of his. Looking at, like, his Battlefy page, it says, like, you know, B.O.B. events. And then, like, when I see collaborations, you know what I'm saying, like, B.O.B. and Laborg, you know what I'm saying, like, those two, they have such, like, good quality streams where, like, those two coming together on a project, like, this tournament is going to be really crazy. So I'm looking to hype them up. I'm looking to help them out. I'm going to be help casting. Uh, Brett Six, you say you want some help. I got you. Um, you know, as a caster. Yeah. I, I I'm leaning on Nate and Hydralist, too, man. Whatever you oh, no, guys. No, no, wait, 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 no, no. I, I, we got you. No, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. I got you. You know, as a caster, I got access to the deck list, so I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's going to be great, though. I can't wait. I can't wait. We all love Brian. I think he's living the best life. Ain't, ain't he in Hawaii or something? Yeah, he's in Hawaii. So I'm always hating on on the fact that right? <laughs> something nice. Yeah, he, he's in Hawaii. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't get much better than that. And I'm laughing at the chat. Better. I don't know if you guys are paying attention because they're they're clowning us because we said the four skins. So oh no, you, you got you got to ignore that. that I did on purpose. That, oh I know. Oh I know. That's, that's going to be a meme now. I did on purpose. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's going to be a Twitter meme. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody takes a picture and put our four faces onto those. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't laugh at me if I already took the idea from you guys. So, I like that. you know, <laughs> oh, you man. know, I, I grew up as a kid. We used to get people used to, you know, you get I got teased a lot. And so when I would get put on the spot, I would kind of get this extra oomph because mm. there was no way I was going to just let someone embarrass me and make fun of me. And so it yeah. would hype me up, and I would just 
I would just crack on people and make them look foolish, and they wouldn't want to talk to me anymore because <laughs> you, 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 you can't make fun of the guy if he's making fun of you, and now you look bad. So, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of is my history with that, you know. All right, Mike, what, what is this deck of the week we got here? Yo, so this deck of the week, what we got cooking up over here? We got a nice mage deck. So this deck of the week is OTK Mizaki Mage. Have you guys heard or seen this kind of deck before? Uh, I've been killed by it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what is the turn oh, going to end? And am I alive at the end of it or not? You know, before I speak on the deck uh, like from the pilot side, um, when I came across it, it was very much... Um, me seeing a mage, and they just kept passing, and then they play this random card here and there, and then they would draw, and I was just like, "All right, you know what?" I was like, "I'm tired of this. I'm gonna end this game." No, knuckle up my get my knuckles ready, and then I have to end turn so they can take their turn, and then that's when they ended the game because they started throwing out Mizaki, you know, the Apprentice, all these cheap spells, and then they just blast you with like the the Frostbolt does eleven, the next one does twelve, and if you're not dead by that, the Ice Lance got you, you know, like. This deck is very fun. I, I love playing this deck. Um, works as an OTK style deck, so a lot of OTK decks in Wild can beat decks like Big Priest. I would say for me, Q Block, it will suffer against Hyper Aggro, so that is a thing. But every deck has a weakness, so I'm going to focus on like what we need to uh, mulligan for and um, discount. So. Before I go deeper, Nate, did you get any chances to play this list? No, not yet. Or but any other lists? It's been sitting in my back pocket. So over the past week, like a lot of times when we see deck lists that look fun or that are doing well, I'll screen cap them, post them in our Discord with the code so people can try them. And so over the past week, I saw Corbett playing this on the on the Legend ladder, and then I thought, like, well, you know, this is dust bait. You know, this is he's already in Legend. <laughs> <laughs> right yep <laughs> he's already he's already in legend and he's uh you know he's he's gonna play it and like okay cool whatever but then i saw epig player hit hit legend with it and so that's mm. different right when you take it on the ladder and you have to progress up to hitting legend and i oh, did well with it and so i copied that deck code See, he uh or they rather said that the only bad matchup seemed to be secret mage and so yes okay well, still, I mean, I, the beauty of something like this is, I think with Wild especially, is a lot of people want to play something other than the big three decks, right? Something besides mm -hmm. Dark Lair and Secret Mage and Reno Priest, whatever. And so when I see a mage drop down, I go, oh, God, here's another Secret Mage. And then and then when they start playing weird cards, like, wait a minute, they just play Cram Session? Wait a minute. What? Like, what is going on? And then you don't know how to... You don't know how to play against it. Like, uh oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, how 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 do I play around this? My game plan now is like, what what the heck is happening? Caught you slipping. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, there's something there. I think. Well, that's kind of the one thing that I I find a little bit disappointing about Hearthstone tournaments compared to Magic tournaments is the open deck list. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the cool things about tournament magic was the idea that you could quote unquote go rogue which is where the where the term comes from in, in card games because people would show up with deck lists that were not known and you know kind of mm -hmm. tuned for the environment and they could get far and do well and even potentially win because people wouldn't know fully how their deck operated until much later into the tournament um but you were rewarded for your you know your innovative thought process 
Whereas with open deck lists don't allow that in Hearthstone tournaments. You you can't have that kind of innovation because people know what you're playing when you show up. So it gives them a better opportunity to kind of plan around that um, coming into it. So that's kind of one of the huge differences. But Mike had before had asked me, he was like, well, you know, we do the deck of the week. You know, what's the last thing you played? And I'm like, well, you know, it was a priest deck. But I said, you know, if we're going to highlight something, you know, I've always enjoyed combo decks, um, Mm -hmm. which kind of feeds into the fact, you know, I have ADHD. Um, I was diagnosed as an adult. Uh, to give you a little bit of background about me, um, and it's it's something that has you know affected me in a lot of ways throughout my life that I you know didn't realize until I got the confirmation that a diagnosis. But you know one thing about it is 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 this ability at times to kind of hyper focus and and a certain level of creativity and and combo decks really kind of feed into that right because you can get into a routine and you can hyper focus and you're like oh. And I do this and I do this and I do this. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like this almost like an exercise routine for you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and you go through all these motions and you do these things. And but it also kind of falls into something that was coined by a magic article many years ago called the danger of cool things. If you guys really want to read up on something that will improve your play, ignore the references to the magic cards. Google that that article, the danger of cool things, because what it talks about is. The idea that instead of you making the most optimal play, you kind of go for this cool flashy thing that will still get the job done, but ultimately diverts you from what you should just do. And combo decks kind of operate in that mindset, right? You're always trying to do the next cool thing. So yes, it sir. really kind of feeds into <laughs> that mindset, but it allows you to do it because that's what the deck wants to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I really enjoy combo decks and... You know, I actually got beat up by this a few times, um, <laughs> <laughs> playing playing re- playing Reno Priest and just mm-hmm. got destroyed. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a crazy deck, and I thought it was you know I thought it was Secret Mage as well, and then I'm like, uh oh, it's not Secret Mage. What's going on here? <laughs> why 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 are you doing these huge chunks of damage in one turn? Uh-oh. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a fun deck and it's something different and and I'm glad you know Wild is is becoming more varied, right? It's it's kind of like Legacy and Magic where you're gonna have these uh these pillars, right? These certain decks that are kind of going to be evergreen and and wild and they're mm-hmm. always will be there in some form of another. But then you'll have these other ones that will kind of crop up from time to time, and mm-hmm. hopefully, if we start getting a tournament scene, right, for Wild. Yeah. What you'll see for people who play Legacy Magic, what you'll see is people will start to min-max and say, okay, here's like the four or five or six pillar decks of Wild Hearthstone, right? And then here's these outliers that are in like the B class that can potentially show up and do well, but are better against if people are playing certain decks. And here's the C class that are like the glass cannons that could still show up and win, but if the environment's hostile, we won't play those, you know? Yeah. And and kind of having this kind of back-and-forth revolving door of these different decks and people being able to play these different things. And that's really where I hope WoW ends up um, mm. over the course of the next, like, say, year or two. That'll be amazing. If we can get to that point, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and yeah. I think at that point, we'll be able to pull in a lot more people because there will be a certain level of consistency. But that also requires, you know, the Blizz team to actively pay attention 
and nerf when they're supposed to and make adjustments when they're supposed to. Yeah. 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 So, hey, Mike, what is the basic, like, how do you play this? Uh, what is what is the combo here? And actually, do you want to, for those that are not watching, do you want to re read the list for yeah, us? I was gonna, yeah, that was, that was the first thing I was going to say before I jump into that for our audio list. Um, I just want to run down the card list because um, this is a little different from what they may have seen from Corbett, um, but pretty close to it. So we have two copies of Freezing Potion, two copies of Arcane Missile, two copies of Ice Lance, two copies of Ray of Frost, one Spear of Sapiens. Excuse me, I have big lips. I mess up some words. I two copies of Conjure Mana Biscuit, two copies of Cram Session, two copies of Frostbolt, two copies of the new Imprisoned Phoenix. We'll talk about that a little bit. In a little bit, uh, two copies of Encantress Flow, two copies of Sorcerer's Apprentice, two copies of Arcane Intellect, two copies of Frost Nova. We have two copies of Ice Block because, <laughs> trust me, uh, there's, there's a lot of pressure in this format and nothing yeah. feels better when you don't need the second Ice Block, but you'll play it just to play it. You'll, you guys will see. We have one Stargazer Luna, of course, one Lore Keeper Polkelt, um, and the key card itself. We have one copy of Mozaki, Master Duelist. Nice, oh, yeah. nice. Okay. So to answer Nate's question, um, this is newer to me. I've been running some games, uh, some of the newer cards from the Dark Moon Race, Dark Moon Races. Um, I like to gun for the sphere. For for the mulligan, I'm trying to get the sphere. I'm trying to get Imprisoned Phoenix and maybe a Ray of Frost because I know out of like out of ten games, six of them will be against a big three. So I need some kind of defense to slow down any early aggression. I like to get the sphere so that you know we can use the ability. I know a lot of people don't don't like the ability to cry. A lot of people say this weapon is bad, but I'm operating the space of what will make this deck work. You guys know how I am. I like to think glass half full, be really positive, and try to get us to succeed. So I'm going for the sphere. I like the idea of the phoenix. I know it's dormant. I know a lot of people are kind of iffy about dormant, but like when I saw this card come out, I thought about you play it, and then you can dictate the turn it activates. So it doesn't have to be the combo turn when you win. It can be Phoenix activates, and then bam, cram session. Now we're drawing three cards mm -hmm. for two mana. So there's just a lot of different ways I see this to be playable. This card is new. It's only 16 days out. So for anybody who is hyper-aggressive, hyper-competitive, please suppress that for a few days and <laughs> just let us run this through. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to give it a chance to breathe. That's how any deck can get shine. got to give it a chance. Um, but, you know... The, the key combo here, we want to get Luna down. We want to have our cards discounted from Incantus. And then we can start cycling through the deck. Um, everybody knows Stargazer Luna. It kind of acts like a half cast. So when you play the card from your right side of your hand, it'll draw another card. And when you're in a position to do that, you've already frozen your opponent's board plenty of times. With Frost Nova, you slowed them down with uh, Ray of Frost. And if you need to, you can use a Freezing Potion. But I like to use that, you know, for the finale. Uh, freeze and potion in their face. That way, both of your ice lances will do, at that point in time, 11 or 12 damage. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm very excited for this deck. Um, looking at this deck, what do you guys what do you guys like about it? Look, or what I, do you not like about it? I, I'm embarrassed to ask, but, like, I've never played Mozaki before. Like, I, I have a, have a lot on. of experience playing Exodia Mage, like classic Exodia with... Um, 
um, Antonidas, and of course the um, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, and that's one of my favorite decks of all time. Uh, the yeah. idea of comboing off, and I'm I'm part of this like adult ADHD club, uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm man, I'm right there with you, man. I love this stuff, and um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Hyper focus. This is this is right up my alley. Uh, yeah. But I don't know what Mozaki does aside from you know the vague concept of as you mm-hmm. it's either what is it draw more cards play, I got you you play more cards so, and the and the spell damage goes up or what is it yeah so so for people listening and watching um, so Mozaki when you play Mozaki the ability will activate when you start playing spells after it's on the field for every spell the spell damage tick counter will go up one. Okay. So Nate, imagine you start with nothing on the board, you play Mizaki, and then you play five zero mana cards. When you play Fireball, it's got a plus five spell damage on it. So it does eleven. Nice. Makes sense? I like. Does it yeah. uh, does the card itself like does it update to show you the current spell damage as you play so that you know how much how much you're gonna do? So Mizaki itself doesn't, but when you hover over a spell that deals damage, you will see it on the card. Ah, uh, okay. There's nothing scarier than seeing a one mana frostbolt seventeen. Okay. Okay. So what is uh? Yeah. Okay. I got a question then. So how do you combo off? Like, what uh, do I want to play? Mozaki Apprentice Apprentice, and then just play everything, or Mozaki Luna Apprentice, and then just start cycling, or what is the like? A lot of times when I'm playing a, an OTK combo deck, like I, I'm looking for, hey, well, I can stall until this point, and then I need to combo off. And, and so I want to know, I guess, what is my win condition? And then I also want to know what spells are expendable. Like what can I use early as removal versus what is a staple that I have to keep? The reason this comes up, I, I spent the last uh, yesterday or the day before playing um, OTK Demon Hunter with Ben from work. And it's it's a similar concept, different deck, similar concept. And mm. so your lifesteal spells, like you can use them for board control if you have to, but like that's your OTK combo. And so you got to be careful in managing resources. Like you don't want to accidentally use them all up and then not be able to combo off. So that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of like what the problem was with yeah. uh, OTK Paladin and Standard where... Fortunately enough, you could you could use your minions on board to win the game without necessarily having to have the Shervala combo, you know, go off or if something went wrong. Um, but this deck looks like you you have to be fully committed to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so to address that question, Nate. So all of us here are experienced enough to know that each deck has, and I know so it sound basic, but just give me give me a second. Each deck's got its win condition. So with that win condition, every time you try to win, you're not going to get the chance to execute option A. So sometimes we got to go option B or option C to get that win. So in that space, there are going to be times where you have to use certain spells to clear things up because they might be presenting lethal within a turn or two. So to answer your question, the spells that I see as expendable for combo pieces, I will never waste an arcane missiles, but I may use one frostbolt. I mm. am gunning for a ray of frost. I will use freezing potion. I will use one of them, but aside from that, 
if I'm getting pressured so much where I got to use all the other spells, then I already am in the understanding that this matchup already wasn't for me. And like a breast six had said earlier about on a different topic, um, like that wouldn't even tilt me because I already know that I'm already not destined to lose, but the numbers are stacked against me. So if it's a matchup that's favorable, I know that I'm not going to spend arcane missiles, frostbolt, or, or anything stupid or anything too weak. I'll use my hero power. I'll use frost nova. I will use what else can I use? Fro uh, Ray of frost. When I do draw the phoenix, when it activates, I can use that the next turn if they don't target it. You know, like we have uh, we have ice block. So, so in a way, Mike, would it be fair to say that that it kind of operates like? For those of you who are kind of new to Hearthstone, y'all won't remember, but before we had two formats, we only had one. And mm -hmm. one of the staple decks was Freeze Mage that would, you know, pop up from time to time. And yeah. in the old Freeze Mage deck, you had to be very careful about mm -hmm. um, leveraging, you know, your spells because you, you were relying on being able to do a certain amount of damage at the end of the game and how you use your ice blocks. So. Yes. This to me kind of feels the way you explained it. Kind of feels like the old freeze mage before the format split, where you mm -hmm. had to be very judicious with with those spells uh, because you wanted um, to keep getting the fireballs off. You know, and yes. if you wasted them, you wouldn't be able to do it, and you couldn't do the damage. But you also knew coming in, if you were facing warrior, you might as well just just mm -hmm. <laughs> just bottom yeah. right because mm -hmm. you, you weren't going you weren't going to win. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't going to win. Hey, so so you're right about that, and I think w when you explain it like that, um, no, the way you said it is perfect. So there was a time before where this deck existed in a different form, and you have to be very careful on what spells you use, otherwise you don't have a way to win the game. So to me, that deck is back in this form, and mm -hmm. for this statement to be taken serious, for people who will try this, they have to understand like that is what this deck is. If you do spend too many spells that deal damage, you won't have a way to win the game. So I'm not trying to make this a deck that's like very brainy, but just understand you have to use your resources wisely. I understand a lot of people like to joke in this game, you know, sarcasm and you know memes and Keck W whatever. But like when all that, all the joking and goofiness is done and you're ready to play understand that you cannot waste too many damage spells if you're trying to actually win the game and understand there are some matchups that you're not supposed to win but for those ones where you can like don't waste too many never waste arcane missiles like save that card because when your spell damage multiplier is up like plus 12 like those cards yeah. is, is crazy bro yeah that, that yeah, card zero is, mana like zero mana deals of your opponent's life yeah like yeah i can't wait i'm excited Rock and roll. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing so, this. So, Mike, um, have has anyone or have you thought about using um, Legend, Mage Legend? I don't know why my brain is not working. Antonitis? Um, yeah, Antonitis. Um, so, he was he was in the original Freeze Mage deck. Um, because okay. you have too many cheap spells, ha has mm -hmm. that thought to be an additional win condition or an alternate so, win condition? It honestly hasn't, and that's because he costs seven. When you get the turn to play Mizaki... Um, you'll have five mana left, but then you're going to play an apprentice and on a large sample size, there's a chunk you're not going to win. There are some games you'll squeeze out, but for the main chunk that you will win, you play Mizaki, you have Sorcerer's Apprentice, and you've already played two Encantress Flow. Most games you might not, you play one definitely, but if you play two, like 
you will you will never <clears throat> I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you'll never think about Antonius again. I'm <laughs> you, amazing, yo. Zero mana, arcane missiles for eighteen. One mana, like it, like one mana of frostbolts for like. That kind of hurts like, my heart, man, because I love Tony, man, from the original. Oh, hey, yeah. me too. Man, I have like that, making I have that original deck. Making that original deck in all gold. Fun. I had that original deck in all gold. Trust me. Good but old Masaki, Uncle Tony. I, yeah. Does 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 Sorcerer's Apprentice do such one a good job? Line, that's one of the best lines oh. in all of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's good and it's a really annoying as well. Yeah, it when is. Because when you're playing against it, you're like, I wish he would shut up. I wish you require my up. assistance. <laughs> uh, what's up, Hydra? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, does Sorcerer's Apprentice do such a good job that you would never consider having Thoris and Ticks in this deck on stuff? I, I, I would never even think about Thoris and. So yeah. here's where Apprentice comes in. You're slowly getting chipped away at, and then you get to the point where you can play an Ice Blocker too, and then you have enough mana to play Mizaki and then a, a, an Apprentice. This is where you can kind of. Um, tap into the spirit of Miracle Rogue or Miracle Mage, where mm-hmm. the spells are low enough, you'll run into draw spells, and they're discounted, and like that's where her, that, that's where the Apprentice having the active ability on the field makes your hand better. Because yeah. Thorisand discounts what's in your hand, and he won't even touch what's in your deck, where the Apprentice will make your hand be discounted. And the way the deck works, like you're able to cycle through, if you yeah. have the Luna, and it's just very synergistic. Um, yeah, I was only curious at at, at maybe uh, like pre actually dropping your Mozaki and apprentices so that you had more mana available on the turn you play those. It was the only reason I was asking. Like you drop it yeah. so your minions get less. Uh, I they cost so, less. But so, you're already um, you're already dead to aggro anyway. So maybe you don't want to take a turn off playing an Emperor Thoris. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, I mean, I, like I don't know. You, this, you this. play imp, you play imp, and people get scared, and then they go and they try to yeah. kill the imp instead of killing you. So that's true. Mm-hmm. But hey, Hydra, you know me, half, glass half full. You could be onto something. So I'm not against that, bro. I got all week. So Mike, I have a question because in the previous mm-hmm. versions where I got destroyed, that was before uh, Polkelt had came out. So yeah. is Polkelt mostly functioning to help you grab the Mozaki later Most in definitely. the game? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because like a lot of times, man, you'll have so many pieces. Yo, like, if I just had that Mazaki, like it's a wrap, and then aha, uh-huh, <laughs> Polko, boom, like it's a wrap. It's over, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically he's, he's the new he's the new Uncle Tony. <laughs> there you yeah. Go. No, no. I mean, in terms of of MTG, right? It's a tutor, and so yeah, especially yeah. in when when you've got a deck that's very limited in terms of like. Uh, like you know what's on your top end. Like mm-hmm. if you haven't drawn Mozaki yet and you have Polkel, like you're guaranteed to draw Mozaki next turn. Yeah. So and I've never there are very few bad tutors in Magic. And it's also why any tutor that's made in Hearthstone is almost always broken. So <laughs> nice. Yo, shout out to uh, Corbett. Um the list I was running did not have Polkel. And then I saw him run him running a list. And I was like, "That's a big brain play right there." Yeah. And then yeah. I started poking, and I was like, "Oh, that's why he's a little bit better than me." I was like, 
I mean, it, it's it, my my daughter has taken to to saying that when she when she does something good in class. I have a seven year old, and she's like, "Big brains, big brains." So <laughs> that's that's big brains right there. Yeah, it's Love weird it. hearing your kids say that stuff. My my kid's been saying that. He said five head the other day, and I'm like, "Where'd you hear that?" <laughs> well, she, she's, she's, she's taken to playing like among us or like on roblox so she's running around talking about people are sus and people are venting and mm. you know and 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 yeeting and i'm like what i'm like you're not even on twitch how are you learning all this stuff That's i'm like I, I, i'm like i have trouble enough keeping up with the lingo and you're just running around like it's you know like it's nothing and then there's the times where you'll talk to her and she's using these like complex words and she's like seven. She's using words like duplicate. And you're like, oh, I'm like, huh? And, <laughs> and I've always prided myself on reading to my kids and trying to teach them language and, and words. But even I would have to scratch my head like, where did you pick up duplicate? You're, you're like six. Where did you learn that? <laughs> oh, it's a major secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Well, well, you know, it's funny. She came in here a few weeks ago, and I was playing Hearthstone, and she's like, "When are you going to teach me how to play that?" And I said, "Oh, I I was like, well, you're seven now." I said, "Give it maybe another year or two, and then we'll we'll start trying to get into the basics." But she's definitely interested. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I play a little bit with my kid, and it's some good bonding time, if nothing else, you know. Yeah, I like it. Well, she originally she she liked seeing when I would beat someone, and you know how the portrait blows up. Yes. So, so <laughs> that that got her hooked right there. Like, oh, we're defeating people and they're blowing up. This this mm-hmm. sounds like something I want to get in on. Quick question: <laughs> Have you ever? So I, I did this for my daughter, and like it was awesome to watch her eyes. Like she was so excited when she dragged the mouse. Did you let your daughter drag the mouse to this defeat? Yeah. Them? Yeah, well, she she started, you know, clicking on the maps and doing the different things. And, and, you know, she was having a lot of fun doing that. And then, you know, from time to time, I'll be like, okay, you know, mouse and and move this card. We're going to do this thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But it originally started with her playing with the different things on the map, uh, which is funny. I'm excited. Hey, so when the time comes, yeah, you show this deck and then ready. Here, here's this frostbolt for 32. Hit him in the face, honey. Yeah, hit him, hit him in the face. We're going to win. We're going to win with this one. Heck yeah. Beautiful. Nice. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap it up a little bit. I think we can, uh, for, you know, we're going to play this live on the Hearthstone ladder after the show. So I'm excited to see this in action. I think it's one thing to talk about it, but when we start actually playing and talking through moves and stuff, it's super fun. And so for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, uh, we'll post some of the matches up on our YouTube, but this is a good opportunity. Like, you know, if you want to see how we actually play it and what the matchups are and, and get a little bit of a more in-depth view, come check out the YouTube. Uh, you can just visit our website, born to be We'll have links to everything. Anyways, to sort of wrap up the show, I did want to say before we move on too much farther, a real quick thank you to our patrons, a gigantic thank you to Shokunin, who's the executive producer of our show. And to our patrons, Adam W., Claudette G., Daniel B., Justin M., Wildcard, and R. Morn. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. If anybody who's watching or listening is interested in supporting the show financially, you can visit our website, borntobewildhs.com. Click the Find Us page, and there's a link to our Patreon. 
Uh, we've got a couple really awesome things coming to the patrons soon. Some some rewards that uh, I think will be really interesting and fun. We did a kind of a survey of what people would be interested in, and I think we've got some fun things in store for you guys. If you're interested in merch, we've got merch on the website. And if you're somebody who hangs out on Twitch a lot, we've got uh, several new emotes that are in the works. We just looked at the proofs earlier today, and they're awesome. I think they'll probably be done over this weekend and up by next week's show. So if uh, that's something that you're interested in using some Born to be Wild emotes, you can unlock those by sub- uh, subbing to us on Twitch. Nate, Mike, and Hydralis, I, que- I got a question for you guys. Of course. So... So Edelweiss uh, had on a, a beret on the Coin Concede show uh, about two weeks ago, and I, and I gave them the idea that they should have Coin Concede berets, right? Mm-hmm. W- what do you guys think about a Born to Be Wild beanie? Like, I, I think oh, that oh, kind oh. of fits the... Uh... Hold on, I got you covered. Merch? Merch? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, all right. I, I need to get me one of those. I need to get me one of those. So for you for you guys out there, if you haven't purchased your Born to be Wild beanie, you need to get up on that. Uh, they got a really nice one. I'm seeing Hydralis rock that right now, and I can't wait to get one. And uh, where I'm from, we call them toques. <laughs> really? Toques. He's from, <laughs> yeah, he's from Canada. They do things a little oh, bit we, different. Well, we call there. them beanies or we call them scullies, depending on where you're from. Where I grew up, we, we really called them scullies, but, you know, a lot of people call them beanies now. So, And, dude, I'm so excited to show you guys the emotes. I've been working with someone named Christina Oe. Uh, she's the one. She did one of uh, our logos for us that we've got on some shirts and posters and stuff, and she's doing the emotes for us as well. Uh, they're awesome. I can't wait. They're so, they're so cute. So we've got, like, a hello we've got a heart and we've got a, like an angry one blowing fire so that'll be a lot of fun anyway real quick um yeah. if you guys want a little behind the scenes sneak peek on the emotes check out our twitter i did put a little behind the scenes in um the twitter fleet check it out there all right guys so we've been doing a weekly challenge on the show lately uh something that we've been doing for what now i think three four weeks and we got a surprisingly high amount of uh, community engagement with this and it's been a lot of fun and so when we first started doing this it was like hey get lethal with a doomsayer hey get lethal with a novice engineer and people were doing it so fast that we have started to make the challenge even more difficult and so uh the challenge that we had for last week's show was a multi-part challenge right so what you had to do was to get lethal with a dark moon rabbit which is a 10 mana one one but to make it even more difficult we said hey the bunny has to cost only one mana. So you've got to figure out how to reduce it. And then you've got to get lethal with it. We had three different people uh, complete that challenge. And so, um, yeah. And so they're all entered into a, a drawing. We'll do it right now, live on the show. Whoever wins, you, oh, get, a, what? you get a couple packs on us and you get bragging rights. Uh, hey. So I'm going to pull that up real quick. What to do live right am- now? That's pretty amazing that you had three people figure out a way how to do that. That's <laughs> difficult, right? And so that, that's not easy. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's tricky. It's tricky, and and we well, we were early on. We were making them. It was too easy. We had people do the like, complete the challenge while we were still live on the air doing the co-op portion, and it was like, uh oh, no, no, we got to slow down, or we got to. It's crazy. And so yeah, you had to reduce the rabbit from ten down to one somehow. And there's a couple different ways that you can do it. Uh, and then on top of that, you got to. It's got to deliver the finishing blow. And we made it so like 
your opponent can't concede. You got to get the finishing blow in. And so it made it a little bit more difficult. So we had three people. It was uh, Mega Mog, we had Seth, and we had Ken Ray. And so uh, we're going to do a, uh, a quick wheel decide. And um, congrats to the three of them for completing the challenge. It's super cool. And then we'll spin it real quick in here. And then whoever wins will uh, gift mm-hmm. them something real quick. So let me do the wheel here. Right. And then we see it live on the show so that there's no cheating. We can't pick our favorites okay, okay. or whatever. All right, so it's spinning right now. We'll see who. Let's go. Who's it gonna be? All right, Kenray, it's you. So two packs Ken on Ray, us. Yeah. Two packs okay. on us. Incoming. Um, two pack. Two pack. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So so stay posted. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we had one other thing. Well, first off, let me let me chat real quick about our other challenge. So the challenge for this week, right? So we talked to our boy Martian Boo last week and. He's like, hey, I got a challenge for your for your listeners. And so he told him, hey, don't make it too easy because these guys are too good. They finish it too quickly. And I, I love the challenge. And I think we can we've got a couple good ones coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. So here's here's his his challenge here. A lot more difficult for you to take a little bit longer. So the challenge is you've got to get lethal with the sphere of sapience with all 10 classes. Mm. You got to show us okay. proof. Okay, you got to show us proof. It can be in casual, it can be in ranked, but it cannot be against a friend, cannot be against the innkeeper, okay? Mm. Uh, otherwise, it'd be too easy. It's definitely doable. It's not That's easy. Crazy. That's Boo's challenge? That's Martian That's Boo's, Boo's That is Martian Boo's challenge. And so, Dang. yeah, and then, the, so what you got to do then is you got to give us proof, go on our Discord, there's a channel in there called Contest Entries. You post it there because if you post it somewhere else, we're not going to see it. And this is going to be a little bit more difficult, but I'm excited to see how you guys pull it off. And you know what? We we, we should make a Hall of Fame for the people who have completed these. Oh, heck yeah. We, we can yeah. do that. We can do that. I'll, I'll work on it this weekend. I like that. Oh, Just- somebody already got three he had three classes done i'm telling you someone's already <laughs> on the way yo it's crazy <laughs> like all the parents in here you ever make dinner for your kids and you make a plate for yourself and you go to sit down and the kid's like hey can i have seconds and you didn't even sit down yet that's what <laughs> yeah, it feels meanwhile like. your food is getting cold <laughs> yeah. it's like we didn't finish the show you guys have done the challenge i love this it's awesome you know what blizzard could take a page out of you guys book with this and and have some kind of monthly thing like you maybe you ought to talk to iskar and and, and maybe they could get something like this um made into you know a, a monthly thing or a bi-weekly thing where they have a challenge like this and you know they hand out some packs and gold you know yeah, they, okay. they already have the achievements they could use that to their benefit like if you yeah did, like if whoever gets this one in this amount of time you get something yeah, like you give you give people a creative outlet, and you give them uh, you know a, a different way in which to participate and view the game. Because that was the one thing like about Magic that I always liked was you know you'd sit around and try to come up with combos and think about hey you know what if we put this card with this card and what could we do this way you know you start you know really tapping into people's creative juices and you you start coming out with some really fun stuff. So, you know, it's really cool to see you guys doing this with the community. I appreciate well, it. That's you. awesome. And yeah, you yeah, guys, you guys think this is hard. You blame Martian Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this challenge. In fact, in fact, we should, we should get him to participate. All right, you guys, we got one more, we got more, one more giveaway tonight that uh, we promised we do. So uh, it is for a, uh, this Anduin, Stabduin bundle here. And so uh, <laughs> something for our, our hardcore listeners in the discord, uh, so another another wheel here, but um, 
we'll go ahead and do this live on the show as well. So let me just switch over here. And uh, there was a bunch of people that participated in this and, and uh, we'll do it live on the show and whoever wins, we get the uh, Anduin bundle on us. So click the button here and see who, who gets it. And so for anyone that doesn't know, you had to basically be in the Discord and you just had to put an image of your favorite card and that's how you got entered in this. And you would never know unless you were in the Discord. So. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, looks like the wheel chose Devil's Cat Alex. So Alex, congrats. Uh, I'll reach congrats, out. Congrats, Alex. Yep. He'll be happy about that. He's very active in Discord every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Breadsticks, thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Uh, super cool chatting with you yeah, and... Sure. and hearing your stories and, and just hanging out. It's been a, an absolute blast. Yeah, I, I got to apologize for rambling. So I pr uh, appreciate you guys letting me talk so much. Um, that, <laughs> as you know, Nate, that tends to be an ADHD thing as well. So, um, you know, uh, if I if I cut you guys off at any point or, or made you go over time in certain segments, I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate it's, you. It's all good. It is all good. Uh, hey, where can people find you if they want to watch you stream or they want to interact with you or see your content? Where can people find yep. you? So you guys have my, my Twitter page up there, Breadsticks uh, Games. If you look me up on Twitter, I'm there. I don't really do too much on Instagram or Facebook, unfortunately. I might I might start doing some things on Instagram, um, but I am on there. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Breadsticks with two Ks, not a, a CK, because when I made my Twitch account, I couldn't get that name. Uh, somebody else actually has that spelling, but ironically enough, or coincidentally enough, the first two initials of my name are, are two K's. So it yeah. kind of works out, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it kind of works out. So twitch.tv forward slash bread and then sticks spelled S T I K K S. Uh, if you follow me on there, you know, I, I just got back in the stream because I took a little short break. Uh, so I'm trying to come back. I did a charity stream last month in December. I'm hoping to do another one, if not this month and next month. But yeah, um, even if I'm not upstreaming, I'm posting content from Hearthstone games, things from Apex Legends and other various stuff. You know, be on the lookout if I'm posting anything, you know, social wise that may need donations and things like that. But, you know, because I know, you know, part of what's going on is it's Black History Month, people. Uh, for you who might not know that, <laughs> it is this month. Uh, it did start uh, several days ago. Uh, but the important takeaway is that black history is is American history in the case of us living in the States. And for other people in other places, it's it's world history. If you have black people residing in your country or not, you know, and it's it's important to have a keen eye towards that because that history isn't well known in a lot of instances and we're lesser for it. So I appreciate, you know, the chance to be on the show um, to showcase other talent that's out there that happen to be black people in this game um i can tell you having been a magic player when i started playing there weren't a lot of people that looked like me when i started playing you know whether i was going into local game stores or going into tournaments looking around there weren't a lot of people that looked like me so um it's kind of important to let people know that there are other people playing these games and that you know, we're just like them. We enjoy these games. We have fun. We're human beings. You know, we breathe air <laughs> and, you know, and we're at all levels of play. You know, there are some very competent, high level Hearthstone players who happen to be black people and you may not know them. Uh, one of them is sitting right here, Mike Lowe. So hopefully uh, people will take the chance, not just in February, the month that we're in, but for the rest of the year to learn about black history 
and black individuals who are contributing to their lives. You know, because history in and of itself, we learn a lot about history, but sometimes people get left out. Hopefully, you know, that'll be a takeaway for people. And again, I appreciate you guys having me on. This was a blast. You know, I was really looking forward to it and it went off even better than I thought. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to do some more stuff with you guys later in the future. This is absolutely love to absolutely would love to. Yeah. Yeah, man. Definitely bunch of wild cooking streams. Yo, breadsticks, we're making all kind of food. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, guys. The the bread that you see in that picture is actually bread I made a couple a few weeks ago with my daughter. Uh was actually oh, no breadsticks that, that that we made because uh, we went and got a, a really nice mixer for the first time ever. Uh we got a KitchenAid. Uh and so I was like, Oh, it's time it's time to get some bread made. And so <laughs> we, we made some breadsticks and stuff at home and that's that's the picture that's right there. That's homemade. Yes. <laughs> that looks good. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you guys want that recipe, it's actually really simple. Um, I'll I'll post it into the the, the Born to Be Wild uh, Discord. Hey, Mike, where can people find you? You guys can find me at Mike Low TV. You guys can find me here Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, Born to Be Wild podcast. And um, yeah, I'll be streaming on the weekends more. I've been playing a little bit more standard. And um, I, I'm, I'm gonna tell the truth, guys. Oh, I kind of, I kind of. I kind of like Battlegrounds now. It happened. BG's is fun. Hey, we should. We've been talking for a long time about doing some some Battleground lobbies. Now that you can uh, host your own, doing some Mm -hmm. with with friends and listeners and stuff like that. So should be should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I, I'd, be, I'd be down for that, you know, because I, I want to get better at Battlegrounds. So I'd, I'd yeah. be down for do some some weekly lobbies with you guys. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I, I was saying it before, but I, I, I ain't front no more. It really is fun. I enjoy it. You played Magic the Gathering, so you remember back in the day, you know, playing the multiplayer games and Magic and the, and the politics and the diplomacy and all the fun that goes into a multiplayer game. So that, this kind of this harkens back to that, being able to make your own lobby. Two-headed dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I love, yeah, yeah, that's some fun. You know, when people start saying, hey, if I don't kill you this turn, will you not kill me next turn? Because I have this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the fun of it, man. And there's a lot lost in that. People don't understand. Like, that's one dynamic that I really would love to have in Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Hydra, where can people find you? Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Hydralisk underscore HS, and I'm always in the Discord, so if you guys want to come hang out in the Discord, you can talk to myself, everybody else here, and a whole bunch of other people. We got lots of stuff to talk about in there in a great community, so I really encourage you to come check it out. If you're looking to talk wild, tar- talk Hearthstone, we're all there and we're doing it every day, so come check it out. Awesome. 300 deep. Almost a 500 partnership. You. <laughs> as for me uh you can follow me on twitter at nate wolf tcg it's n-a-t-e-w-o-l-f-e-t-c-g more importantly you can find the show and everything show related at born to be wild hs.com and uh all, all of our content and stuff is up there uh we've got links to our youtube and to uh, decklist and to all of the stuff so i hope that you enjoyed this week's show i hope that you can come hang out with us again sometime and we will see you guys all next week on born to be wild <laughs>